For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. The papers this morning talk of many different topics. And of course, the uh, women's soccer team is one of them. The funerals in Chrysler is another. Uh, but the Echo leads this morning with, uh, I know that, that, that there's a walkout of students who just are walking up because the cost of living is getting too much for them, you know, UCC and MUT students, um, but the international students that come over here from overseas, that's a, a really big industry in Cork. And it's not just necessarily for the big universities, it's for a lot of the language schools as well and language universities and what have you. But the Echo is saying that they're just being scammed so much and more and more year on year that a lot of them are being left with no option but to abandon their education because they're homeless uh, because of the amount of rental scams uh, sweeping the country. Sarah organized the story. Uh, she says, uh, and she quotes some people who are saying the students have paid deposits for properties that never existed. And year on year, there's been a 30% increase in rental scams reported. And the fraudsters prey on vulnerable people online uh, who resort to social media uh, to tell their stories. But they're online trying to find properties, sometimes overseas. And when they come here, it doesn't exist. Sometimes here. Uh, and they pay over deposits in a month in advance and all sorts of things like that. Uh, and a lot of the time, these are just r- rental scams that use Photoshop departments and houses. So it's an interesting one uh, in the world that we live in. It was telling you yesterday the story of uh, the uh, bus driver who took those thugs from Cork to uh, from Cork to uh, Carrigaline. And other times then there was ones going from Cork Carrigaline or Cork Crosshaven. Uh, a lot of the time, you know, Carrigaline or Crosshaven gets grief over it, even though those that are doing the thuggery and the vandalism and the assaults aren't even from their villages. Uh, there's another couple of stories on that because we mentioned one of them yesterday, which was the testimony of a female bus driver who was threatened in Cargilline uh, in 2019 uh, by members of the public on her bus with rape. Well, uh, Dermot O'Leary, who's the NBRU General Secretary, a Corkman himself, says that what they need now is a dedicated Garda division to combat antisocial and criminal behaviour on buses and on trains. An actual dedicated section of the force that would be on public transport all of the time. And that's in the Echo. And another one from the Echo then is a court case of a bus driver who was sleeping between journeys in the back of the bus. That in itself goes to show how hardworking they are. It was one o'clock in the morning. He's trying to grab 40 wings. He wakes up to find two people on the bus rummaging through his driver's seat area, stealing his belongings. Uh, I believe that both were from the Simon community and one of them said that they didn't. The woman involved in it, Sarah Wall, said she didn't remember much, that the whole thing was very foggy. Uh, But they got away with his rucksack, his sunglasses and a hundred euro in cash. Uh, They uh, At least one of them said that they had a heroin addiction. And you know the way it is with uh, addictions like that. Uh, all you need, all you want is money to get your next fix. But that's the state of play on side, unfortunately, in some aspects. I mean, there are positive things happening, don't get me wrong. One of them isn't the event centre. Uh, Owen English covers it in the Examiner this morning. And he can uh, let us, he can officially say that we're going to miss the fourth quarter deadline for this year for the start of the event centre. It's not going to happen. He says in the Examiner, the construction of the Longstall Cork Event Centre won't start before the end of the year and the delay is expected to push everything back now into uh, um, well it certainly let me put it like this it won't be completed by 2024 Uh, so everything gets pushed back we're 57 million in the hole for this and you know I guess when it's done and open everybody will be happy and we'll be getting great gigs and it'll be great for the local economy 
But God Almighty, why is it dragging on and taking so long? Now, the issues regarding the Irish soccer team in uh, Scotland, ooh, uh, up the ra, makes many of the papers this morning. It's just so unfortunate that what it should have been a time of celebration was tarnished like this. And I'm not saying by the soccer players, because from what I can see, the public in general are very much in support of the players. They think this is completely over the top. There was a bit of a, me- well, there was a real media pylon in the story yesterday morning and many were leading with it uh, and it was all wrong. It even made Sky News and then you had uh, the manager having to be rolled out, Vera Pau, and then one or two members of the team having to apologise and apologise and people kept poking at them. Uh, like the mail this morning says, a great night tarnished. Uh, up, uh, or sorry, I should say, ooh, uh, Vera, as in Vera Pau, and that's a, a pun on ooh, uh, up the ra. And the Wolf Tones also have an opinion on the matter, including, and I hope to talk in a few minutes' time uh, with uh, the Wolf Tones, um, Brian Warfield, their song Celtic Symphony, which was written in 1987, um, has re-entered the Irish charts in the wake of the controversy over the Irish women's national team because it's part of the song um, Celtic Symphony. More on that in a few minutes' time. But as I say, it's gone in at number one in the online charts because of all of this. And we're all helping that, me included, because I actually ended up, uh, you know, sourcing it, digging it out and, and playing it last night just to remind myself of the song so that dominates a lot of the papers as you would think it would um, extraordinary story on the front of this morning's mail male escorts hired for Irish dancing event an original Riverdance cast member has alleged that male prostitutes were hired during a major Irish dancing contest and they stole jewellery and cash and damaged the hotel but it was covered up now, I understand that that is a story. I, I get that. It might be of interest, but front page of a newspaper? Not so sure about that. Um, and then, unfortunately, we have more sad stories coming out of the deaths um, in County Donegal and the tributes that have been um, are being made. And the papers carry them all this morning in quite some detail. Uh, and it's just beyond sad. Uh, amid the rolling emotions in Donegal, one voice rang out with clarity and hope yesterday. They're saying at the, at the funeral of James O'Flaherty, it was his son Hamish, aged 12. He spoke uh, to the hundreds who gathered for the Requiem Mass, and it was just so sad. He said, I'd like to say something which I've learned in the past week. I'd like to say that we should be grateful for your families. Cherish them. Be grateful because they won't be there forever. So use the time you have wisely. The words of a 12-year-old son. It's so, so sad. You know the story out of Killarney then, of course, um, where uh, there was supposed to be a move of 135 Ukrainians. They were given just 48 hours to pack up their bags. Just as we were coming off air yesterday morning, there was a U-turn done on that. Uh, They're staying where they are. The 200 male asylum seekers will go somewhere else within uh, Killarney. So everybody happy by all accounts. And that story makes uh, this morning's examiner and a lot of the papers also. You might be interested uh, with regards to uh, the NCT and the waiting times with regards to the NCT. The examiner recently have been talking about waiting times for the NCT doubling since the start of the pandemic. And then this morning, the mail pick up on that and they say that mechanics are now being brought in from Spain and mechanics from the Philippines to deal with the NCT waiting times. As I say, doubled since the pandemic. The average waiting time for an NCT was 12 days in 2020. It's now closer to 25 days or indeed even longer. So your thoughts on that are welcome. Pick up the phone 0818104106 if you're having issues either with uh, an NCT or indeed, I don't know what the state of play is with passport delays anymore. Uh, RTE dominate many of the papers. One is because of the uh, interview that never happened regarding uh, Shane Ross and his book on Mary Lou MacDonald and also issues regarding whether or not they ever tried to invite Dana 
to the big concert, the big recorded televised concert that will be done. Uh, and they invited everybody else who was a Eurovision winner um, and maybe even a Eurovision entry uh, for uh, that show, but left out our very first winner, and that was Diana back in 1970. But one of the most alarming stories that I've seen in a long time is the state of our planet. It's a double pager in the mirror this morning where they say that nature is on its knees. Now, that's a headline. But when you actually look at the stats and the endangered species on the planet right now, it is quite alarming. Uh, the top 10 endangered species in the world include rhinos, leopards, tigers, gorillas, orangutans, porpoises, elephants, orangutans and turtles. And then they drill in to where we are now and where we're actually going. And they say that the population of wildlife on this planet has fallen 70% since 1970. 70%. A lot of it is to do with climate change, the planet getting warm, warmer, but of course, um, deforestation, particularly in areas like South America, where they are literally just knocking the rainforests, for, not just for the lumber, but to clear it for agricultural growth and uh, to uh, start planting, you know, cocoa beans and coffee beans, I suppose, and stuff like that. But we're hurtling through, towards a hotter planet where nature and our food and our homes and our livelihood won't be able to survive. So nature's on its knees. Um, the rainforest, of course, is being destroyed, and they break it down in quite some detail. It's quite alarming, actually, when you talk of 70%, 70% of the wildlife population is gone since 1970, and that's only 50 years ago. Lines open on 0818104106. Pick up the phone on uh, 0818104106, and you can text 0868104106. May well come back to some of those stories throughout the course of the morning. We'll get struck into phone calls because I got an alarming email in. Um, thought about reading it out, but I said it'd be much, much stronger if Laurel came on and told the story herself. So she joins me by phone. Laurel, good morning. Hi, Neil. Uh, so your dad is 83 years old, went yeah. in by ambulance to CUH on Tuesday. Tuesday, right? that's okay. right. Yeah. Okay. Would you mind picking up the story? Because when I actually read your email, I was wondering. Was it real? Do you know what I'm saying? No disrespect yeah, to you. So exactly. Yeah. What, you, what you're going to tell me is the 100 percent truth, right? 100 percent. Yeah. Okay. And you're still very you're upset now because you're talking about it again. I understand. Go ahead. Um, I suppose I had brought my fa- my dad to the um, GP, and he had a possible um, break in the hip, so. There was a, an ambulance called, so he he was transferred to COH A&E. So we kind of didn't, I was told to kind of give a ring in about an hour's time, but it's, it's very hard to get through, you know. So I suppose I didn't hear anything. Um, I suppose I was bringing up some belongings yesterday, a bag. Um, I went to the main entrance and it was very much kind of, there's a lot of COVID there at the moment, so I was expecting not to be left in anyway. And when you went up on Tuesday with him, I think he went in at half past four, were you with him then? No, no, no. Okay. Um, I just, I was kind of trying to inquire where he was, but he was still in A&E, so I went to A&E with the bag. And, um, and at that stage, how long had he been in A&E? Um, he's been in there over 24 hours. Okay, right. Yeah. No, I'm just, so, um, you see, I'm just trying to work out. He went in on Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. This is Thursday. Is he still in A&E? I'm trying to find out that this morning. You don't even know that. But yesterday yeah. you went up with a bag. Okay, go ahead. I, I did, yeah. yeah okay. um, at half before yesterday I went up with a bag. 
and I went to the main door of the A&E and just inside the door there was a few few chairs and there was a man standing. Now he was wearing the wine um, uniform. Okay, can I just say, let's just say it was a member of staff. I don't want any names member or any details in that okay. regard. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Cause yeah, I'm just unsure as um, what he was, you know. But um, he just asked who, who, why my reason there. I said, I'm bringing a bag to my dad um, and just inquiring as to how he is and where he is really so he said I'll take that from you and I'll actually go up and find out if you can go in to see him and I said that's fine thanks and he he went away I was only waiting a short time and in that space of time there was three other people came and were told just to, to sit on the chairs and just hold on for a minute but when he came back he just his first words were he's passed away he's passed away now, my understanding of he's passed away is he has died. Exactly. Yeah. And did you hear those words? He said it quite clearly. Now, I could even see at the corner of my the, the two elderly couple that were sitting next to me kind of quickly moved, looked up, you know. Yes. And I kind of said, what? What do you mean? And he said, he's passed away. He's happy. Oh, she's inside. I gave him his bag. And I, I thought literally you know, only that I collapsed and there was a hundred questions running through my head when he said those words at first. And it was like just a totally facetious way of you thought, you, you thought the legs would collapse some under you, I'd say. Yeah. And everybody's heads popped up looking at Oh my god, what did he just say? That was like what did he just say? Okay. And I kind of said, what, what, what do you mean? He's passed away. He said, oh, he's passed away. He's, he's happy. Oh, he's asleep. I, I gave him his bag. Well, at that stage, he says, he's passed away. He's asleep. Yeah. It's a big like difference he, between passed away and asleep. Yeah, I mean, even if it was a kind of, like, it, it, he seemed to get, get a kick out of the way he kind of gave me a fright at the start, you know? Ah, well, let, let's it. be fair to whoever this was. I mean, do you, do, you, do you really think somebody would do that intentionally just to get a kick out of it? Neil, to me, it seemed that's the way he said it, that he kind of enjoyed giving somebody a fright. But in that moment when he said he's passed away, you thought your dad was dead? I did, okay. yeah. That, 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 that's unforgivable, really. What did you do next? I couldn't even speak at that time when he just said he was asleep. He, he, I've, I've given him his bag, he's happy out. And I just turned and walked away and I just... Walked a short distance, we say, down the, the lodge there outside. And I said, what the hell just happened? Like, so I said, I need to say something, like, because he's actually, after just literally giving me the fright of my life. Correct. In, in what I thought, well, what showed as a kind of a humorous way of putting things, like, you know. So I came back and I said, I need to speak to you for a second. And I could see that he was kind of quite nervous and edgy and kind of quickly moved off from me like you know I started taking other people's names and things like that so I stood there for a minute and I just went to the security guard and explained I said I just want to maybe speak to this man his manager I asked this man for his name and he's he kind of quite kind of like just flippantly really kind of just said I don't need to give you nothing Okay. You know? Okay. And I said, do you realise it was very insensitive the way you explained what... That's a reasonable thing for you to say. Very insensitive. You know? Yeah. And 
he was calling me just outside. He says, come out here a second. And he had an even a stern look on his face when he said that. He said, you're lying. Stop making up stories. And I said, what is, are you even saying this? Like, what is going on? Like, you know? were, you, were you visibly upset now when he was saying these things? To I you? was. Yeah. And I said, how could you even say that? I said, it's just, it's just insensitive, insensitive the way you said it. Yeah, yeah. So I went back into the security guard and I said, could you please call the manager? I said, because he's, he's just not. And I said, and his name. And he said, he'll have to give you his name himself. But the manager did co- come out. Now, this guy had, had disappeared at this stage and somebody kind of quickly replaced him. Right, right. So um, there was a manager came out and she introduced herself. Now, she was nice and she just said, I, I, did you hear what, wrong what she said? I said, no, there was three other people. And actually, just before that, Neil, I had said to this guy, I said, there was three other people there as well. I said, heard what you said. Mm-hmm. And he said, they, they said they didn't hear anything. No, why would he say that when I had walked away and come back? This guy didn't know I was coming back to to question what he had said, you know? Do you, do you think that he might have said passed out? Neil, he said passed away, but okay. even if he meant passed out, I know, I like know. he'd he'd probably apologise and say, "Oh, I, 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 sorry, I upset you. Maybe I came out with that wrong." Sorry, no, it's about fine. That. I but mean, you're saying quite you, angry. Yeah, you got angry then when you you said that was insensitive, and you were very yeah. you you handled it very mannerly. In fairness to you, you wouldn't go in. Yeah. you didn't go in like a bull in a china shop. But I didn't. Well, I, I stood there and waited for the manager then to come out. I kind of stood back so people I wouldn't be blocking the entrance or whatever. You know, there was people sitting. But like, as I said to the manager, I said, "I know you're under pressure." I said, "But it just the, the way he treated me is just—it's very wrong." Like, for he visibly saw I was upset, and then was saying, "You're you're making this up. Stop making up stories." And yeah. kind of walked away, like yeah. you know, yeah. made it much worse than by denying what you said. Yeah. Most definitely happened. Did she say she'd do anything? Because you'd worry that. He might be short with other people as well, you know? That's the thing. I am I'd wonder would he be like this? Yeah, and yeah. um and what did she say? She said she do? would. Uh, she said I'll speak to him and I said I'd prefer if you'll get back to me on the matter. You know? She yeah. said, Oh, I'll give you a call, all right, don't worry about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you left your number on that. Um well they have my number anyway, being yeah. um with, with my dad, you know, because she knew she came out and said uh, It's a terrible, terrible shock. It's an awful way to treat somebody to say he's passed away. Um, even if he did double back when you looked as shocked and astonished and say, he's passed away, he's asleep, he's happy out. But in, in that moment, of course, you thought your dad was dead. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, and, I mean, and, and then to be saying, then to deny it and to call you a liar and make it up. Yeah. Ultimately, I suppose, unfortunately, he will continue to, not, to deny saying what you say he said. Yeah. Was his native, was his native language Irish? Yes, it was, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah okay, okay, okay. It's very upsetting, um, very upsetting. Yeah. yeah. Your dad's still I have there. emailed yeah. um, the complaints section there in CUH as well, so I'm, I'm probably waiting on an email to come back from them yeah, um, about yeah, it, yeah. you know. I mean, it's not enough to say in response to what happened, that they're very busy, they have a lot of people to deal with, they don't have much yeah. time, you know, that, that that doesn't make this right, you know. It, it doesn't. No. I mean, like, it's just, he should thought of what he was saying, or, like, you know, I, I just can't believe it. And yeah, then yeah. To, to, to give me a reaction like that, and, yeah. I mean... Did any of the other even. people who heard it say anything to you? 
when I walked away, when I walked away for a short bit, and kind of when it registered with me what had just happened, to be honest, I walked back, and those three people had been moved into to um, the A and E area. Yeah. So there was nobody in the hall at that stage. I know. You know? I know. I know. I know. Shocking. Terribly sad. Awful. Um, How is your dad? Like, um, he has a lot of health problems, you know, he's, um, like I brought him to the GP for his, he has prostate cancer, so he, he gets an injection for that, but he had a bit of a fall the day before, and it was, when I was bringing him in the car, it was quite difficult, even turning corners, and I mentioned it to his GP, yeah. she said it could be a possible fracture. I know, it was so he, he has difficulty on the stairs and things like that, and I, and I just even like to say... Thanks to yourself, because just about a year ago, you got him um, a stair lift for the stairs. Thank God. Delighted. And um, Make a difference? He thinks it's a godsend. Fair play. Good. Glad that happened. Yeah. And um, it was actually um, uh, Timmy from Able Healthcare came out, and he, he, my dad was actually trying to contact um just to say thanks. Yeah, well, you're um, doing it now, so thank you to everybody involved. Yeah. In we were delighted well, to be happy. Very much. Happy to be part of that, at least. Make his life that little yeah. bit happier. I'm so sorry what happened to you. I'd love to know if they come back to you, though, um, yeah. and, and yeah. investigate that, because you wouldn't want him treating people like that, not for a second. That's the worst exactly. thing that you could expect yeah. to hear. Yeah. He's passed yeah. away. My interpretation, like everybody else listening to this, is that he was telling you your dad had died in the A&E. I know. It's awfully yeah. sad. Awfully yeah. sad. Will you let me know if they come back and say anything I to will, you? I will, Neil, yeah. They, they, and and yeah. if they don't come back, let me know, because we'll ask them why they haven't. Okay, yeah, thank All you. Right. Mind yourself, okay. Thanks, Neil. Take bye, care, bye. take care. Text 86 back after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 Red FM. Massive contributions from you overnight and indeed this morning with regards to your reactions to the Irish women's soccer team in their own dressing room celebrating and part of it involved uh, Up the Ra. This is a clip of what went on in the dressing room. Okay, that then, of course, led to um, many media uh, piling on, right? Many of them were leading with it by 11 o'clock yesterday morning and it absolutely destroyed the buzz of the success of the Irish women's team getting into the World Cup. It was a complete and utter pylon. Even Sky got in on it, this guy. And then, of course, they had to roll out the manager of the Irish soccer team and then they had to roll out players who shouldn't be put in that situation in the first place because they're soccer players, right? But yet they're to handle all sorts of issues involving Irish historic events and our relationship uh, with the United Kingdom. So Sky Sports presenter Rob Hooten then interviewed the Irish player Chloe Mustaki, um, and that was uh, cringeworthy. And one stage in this, you'll hear him referring to um, uh, a need for education. Really? Uh, education on whose behalf? Before we talk about the win, need to ask you about the statement that's just come out from the FAI in which they've apologised for the player singing a song that's IRA. Um, would you like to apologise? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, we're all really sorry here um, in Dublin. Obviously, massive lapse in judgment on our end. Um, you know, lots going on when the final whistle went, and we absolutely didn't mean to cause any hurt on our end. So we, we do really apologise for that, absolutely. How, how embarrassed are the players by this video? Yeah, uh, quite embarrassed. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot going on in the change rooms um, in such a such a major moment. So, um, lots of different songs, you know, being put on left, right, and centre. So, look, we are incredibly embarrassed in this, in this moment in time. Um, didn't mean any hurt on our end. So, we do really apologise for that. Yeah, it, I guess it, it raises the question: Does it highlight the need for education on issues like this? Is that something you'd be for? think so I think you know um, we need to learn in these moments um, to, to be better and to do better um, you know we've all been brought up um, knowing a lot about you know Irish history so um, you know we just need to be better in moments like this uh, and uh, we recognize that absolutely on our end so she did a good job and acquitted herself very well as to whether she should have been put in that position and I don't know we we seem these days to be airbrushing so many things and one of the things that gets airbrushed of course is our history I don't know we're turning into a nation of apologists but I'm happy to say thank God that the reaction from the public is very positive in this regard. These songs have been passed down for generations and it shouldn't have tarnished the women's win. There was more media coverage on them singing this song than there was on their achievement, which is wrong. Before we know it, it'll be offensive to sing Twinkle Twinkle. Another one, can people not focus on the positive? The girls are going to the World Cup. High spirits, not intended to insult anyone with that song. No need to apologise. Congratulations on your win is all that's needed to be said. And one more for now. Owen in Middleton says, on the Irish team singing a song after their victory, so what? They've done a hell of a lot better than the men's team. Also, the Scots supporters were singing Swing Low Sweet Chariot, which is a Protestant song. Nobody brings that up. Fair play to the girls. Feck the begrudgers. And there's many more like that. Indeed, I'm interested in your thoughts on it. So get on the air. 0818104106. But what of the song itself, right? Uh, this is a section of the tune, which was written back in 1987 by Brian Warfield of the Wolf Tones. It's called... Celtic Symphony. So this is the song which incidentally has gone to number one in the Irish online charts. Here we go Graffiti on the wall, it says we're magic, we're magic, graffiti on the wall. Graffiti on the wall. And it says, ooh, ah, up say, ooh, ah, up ooh, ah, up the rat, say, ooh, ah, up Brian Warfield from uh, the Wolf Tones joins me by phone. Brian, good morning. Uh, good morning to you, Dan. How you doing? I'm good, my man. Yeah. Congratulations on the online number one under 
other circumstances, it probably would be a congratulations that you would take willingly. What do you make of all of this, Brian? And um, you know, first of all, what a great achievement by the girls. So I'm very proud of it. I was happy uh, about it, and then when I heard about the bullying and uh, the begrudgery that came out of uh, a unionist politician, a DUP me- uh, member, uh, MEP, or not an MEP, ML, what is it? Uh, MLA. MLA, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, he he has been complaining, you know, and they have been complaining about the Wolfhound forever and ever. And, you know, he comes from a background where they're painting the curbstones of streets in red, white, and blue. And uh, they're, they're flying Union Jacks all over their territory, marking out their territory. They have huge bonfires every, every single year. They intimidate their neighbours. And anything nationalistic is frowned upon by them and not allowed in their eyes, in their territory. Now, they've been complaining about failure in Belfast because it celebrates, uh, in a way, Irish nationalism in uh, in the context of the six counties. Mm. It, 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 is, uh, it is very important that we don't forget our nationalist population in the six counties. For many years, they were they were neglected and left behind because uh, nobody wanted to stand with them. But you know, it was important that we had some voice, and somebody gave them hope, and some of them gave gave them a voice in this world. Now, you and you uh, have said that it's the players should receive an apology, right? Is that what you said? Absolutely. You I said they've been it. bullied. They were bullied. They were uh, they were uh, harassed into this situation. Why? Harassed into making an apology, is it, Brian? Right, that's exactly correct. And, uh, you know, for young girls uh, who had achieved so much in sport, uh, you know, for singing a song, I mean, how can it... If you don't like the song, don't listen to it. Where did the song... Tell me how it came about, because there's a a line in the song about graffiti on a wall saying, ooh, ah, up the ra. Is Is that what inspired you to write Celting Symphony, was it? No, no. Uh, I wrote the song way back. I started the song probably way back in 1984. And I was hoping to have a song for the 100th anniversary of Celtic. And I was asked by the directors of Celtic at the time, can you write us a song for the 100th anniversary? And I said, well, I'll have a go. <laughs> Give me a big task. But I was walking through the streets of Glasgow at one stage. I had a lot of the song and the ideas for the song come, come around. And... Uh, I'm walking through the streets of, of Glasgow and I see graffiti on the wall. And it says a couple of things. It says, up the cells, up the cells. And then it says, we're magic, we're magic. And a couple of, you know, bits of graffiti like that. And there was another piece of graffiti that said, who are up the rail, say who are up the rail. Now, that's the graffiti on the wall that I see. I'm painting a picture of Glasgow. And you've got to understand the Glasgow Irish people are probably more Irish than most of the Irish. Yeah. And, and they, they love Ireland with a passion. They were discriminated against just like the Irish were in the north of Ireland. And um, they rally around Celtic as their, as their pillar, you might say, against the injustices that they suffered uh, on, under the regimes in Scotland throughout the ages. They were uh, looked and frowned upon as lesser, uh, their religion was never accepted. 
and uh, as lesser people. They were never really accepted in, mm. into the community in Scotland. Mm. So now, you've got to look... But I suppose nor were, nor were the IRA um, accepted into the unionist community of Northern Ireland because there was a lot of killing on both sides. And those that came out and said, oh, it's a disgrace, you'll have to apologise, were saying, we need to remember, you know, we, we need to understand. In fact, the Sky Sports guy was saying, we need to be educated, which I thought was quite insulting. But, but at the same time, the Irish Republic Army did, did kill people. Well, it's, you know, it was a war. And remember that when, when, when the uh, ethnic cleansing of uh, Bombay Street and many parts of Belfast started, there wasn't even an IRA. There was no IRA around. It was called, I ran away. Where were you to protect the people? There was no one there to protect the people. The police, the army, nobody was protecting them. They stepped I in to do that. Joe Cahill came down south, I remember, playing the Ochini. He came down uh, because there was no guns in Belfast and among the Catholic uh, communities to protect themselves. And he came down, I remember, some of the special branch bringing guns to him to protect the people. Now, if there's no IRA, then how did the IRA come about? It came about because of ethnic cleansing uh, against the uh, Catholic communities in, in, uh, in Belfast yeah. and very American places. Yeah, yeah. Now, they go around and they create, um, for the people that persecuted the Irish Army, uh, the collusion with the UVF and all the other uh, Protestant uh, parliamentary groupings, they all... Um, they had to, uh, they went out there and their inclusion and killing uh, Irish uh, nationalists. Now, oh, well, there were deaths, happened? you see, there, that's, there were deaths on both sides, you see. That's the yeah, tragedy of it all. We, you see, the Irish people had to retaliate against them. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask you, can I ask you about the chance, ooh, up the ra? I mean, you, you hear it everywhere. You hear it on buses, you hear it in, in football stadiums. In fact, there was another one as well that, I, that I've heard for many years, and that it's an adaptation of Low Lie, the Fields of Athenry, and they, they, they tag on Sinn Féin IRA. Um, yeah. But uh, nobody takes any notice of it. It's not saying that the people singing it are terrorists. They just, that's just what they sing. It's just part of our culture. It's not, it's not offensive, many people feel. No, it's certainly not offensive. And, uh, you know, what is, uh, we can all be offended by certain things that we don't like. And, okay, so you're, you're not going to be good, uh, get out there and be the crank and complain about everything that goes on. I mean, let's put it this way, the King Charles III, um, he, he was head of the parachute regiment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, they killed the people in Derry and Belfast and they got away with horrible things. And he's still, uh, now he's the king. You know, what they do in England is, you know, if you're part of the army, you get a medal. Or if you don't get a medal, you get some, you get maybe become a sergeant or a lieutenant or everything. Yeah. yeah. You walk in Ireland. But they give them accolades. What do we do in Ireland? We give them a song. We don't have any medals to give them. We, don't, we cherish our heroes. We cherish people like Roger Casement. We cherish people like uh, Paul Big Pierce. James Conley, and all these people. Now, in the song, by the way, I don't mention whether Ua Uptara is about 1916. Yeah. Or yeah. about any other, other... I don't mention that. How come they come to the conclusion that, oh, yeah, these are the people that killed uh, 
Johnny Sultzel's son, who was, uh, was in uh, the police force in Ireland. Uh, yeah. How can I come to that conclusion that I'm saying that I'm not? Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit beyond, Brian. Just move around a bit. I was also sent uh, a video clip from 2019 of Leinster uh, rugby players celebrating in style on their flight home from Glasgow, and they were chanting Celtic Symphony. Oh, damn it. That's unfortunate. Let's see if we can get them back. And what the point I was making, they can be heard singing the Wolf Tones Celtic Symphony, led by one of the players at the front of the plane on the microphone on the plane, and nobody seemed to have any particular problem with that. Uh, Some more texts on it, incidentally. The do-gooders are just ruining our society. There was no need to apologise. I haven't heard from anyone or read from anyone who's supposedly offended. Who are these supposedly offended? Well, clearly, it it would seem to be coming from unionists in in Northern Ireland. Uh, Plain and simple, keep keep politics out of football. Whether this is an IRA song or Black Lives Matter, yes, they have the right to sing whatever song they want out of pure celebration. But in the longer view of things, these ladies, if good enough, will play England somewhere down the line of the tournament. And all that's going to be remembered is dancing and celebrating by singing an anti-English song while beating a team not English. I hope that makes sense. Uh, No, they shouldn't apologise. For what? It's a total disgrace that we can't even sing our own Irish songs anymore. The only good news we're after getting in a while about the Irish was the result. And of course, someone has to complain about it. The snowflakes need to get a life. And Finbar says, no way should they have apologised. Hopefully the fans will get behind them even more now and perhaps sing the same song at every single match. And one final one. Is there now a narrative to whitewash the actions of Sinn Féin and the IRA? Of course it's going to offend. Neither Sinn Féin or the IRA, however, represent me. I believe it was a stupid idea to sing that song. Not everyone is a rabid Republican, you know. As the Sky presenter said, education isn't needed, but common sense is. Well, the Sky presenter was saying that education is needed, but education on whose side? One side or the other or both? I mean, we could we could certainly teach them a lesson on education with regards to what happened to us for 700 years, or indeed, without being offensive to English people or people from the United Kingdom, the hundreds of years of uh, genocide and war and aggression that they conducted uh, overseas and not too far from us, north of the... Well, actually, the whole 32 counties until we got 26 of them back. I lost you there for a second, Brian. I won't keep, I won't keep, you, I won't keep you much longer. Okay. Well, are, are, you, are, you, are you surprised at the public's reaction to this, though, who feel that they've been wronged? It's been blown out of, a, out of proportion. We're apologists. It's snowflakes. We need to grow a pair. Yeah, well, that's a, I, you know, I had the very same feeling. Um, you know, when I heard it, heard it yesterday morning, it was unbelievable. So I, 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 I felt exactly the same as the majority of the Irish people felt. And uh, these young girls, we should be cherishing the memories that they're going to give us in the future and, and the memories they have given us up to now. Uh, they're great sporting moments. And... Uh, you know, I've been following them. I'm sure the whole of Ireland has been following their, their great success from from pillar to pillar. And it's wonderful. So it was a stride by the bullying of the unionist politicians once again, who, uh, who complained to the FAI about the video. They had every entitlement. I mean, it's not... Remember when the Limerick uh, haulers uh, won the, the All-Ireland and they went down and they sang uh, Sean South of Gary Owen. Yeah. The yeah. same people were were uh, complaining about that. Oh, how can we, why are they thinking about the terrorists? You know, 
What about their own terrorism in Ireland? What about the collusion? What about uh, the paratroopers? What about all those awful things that happened to Ireland? We don't. Would you go so far as to say, what about what were they doing here in the first place, kind of thing? That's right, and and uh, you know we have um, we have an entitlement to our history, and our history should not be not be frowned upon by other people telling us that your history is wrong. Don't tell them about the famine. Don't mention IRA. Get rid of all the historians. Yeah, yeah, historians yeah. anymore. You can't mention IRA if you mention IRA in the book. It's banned. I mean, come on. It is our history. The IRA is part of our history. Have a look at the burning of Cork by the Black and Tans. Mm. Have a look at the people that defend Cork. Have a look at it. Who are they? The IRA. Who, no. who is Michael Collins? Mm. You know, who are all those great Irish people in mm. Cork mm. who defended the country at great peril to themselves? Should we whitewash them out of history and not mention them again? Should we sing a song about them? Yes, of course we should. We should remember them as great heroes of our country and people who established a little bit of freedom. Remember, Ireland wasn't long after the Holocaust of, a, of the, 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 what they call the famine in Ireland on Guttemore, when hundreds of thousands of food was taken daily away from yeah. uh, Ireland. You know, yeah, I understand, but you, I won't keep you much longer, but you do remember the Unionist song that was caught and captured on video and shared online which was a, a disgraceful insult to the McCreevy family. We, we freaked out over that. Um, you, you'll recall that. Surely they would be entitled to freak out now with something similar. Well, what's, what's the similar part of it now? Well, I mean, it, we, we, we got very upset that unionists would sing about a family tragedy like that um, on the, yeah, ca- on the Catholics. About a, we're not singing about a family tragedy here. We're singing and telling the story about the Irish in Glasgow and the football team that they created and how they feel about Ireland. Now, every generation of people in Glasgow has supported Ireland. Even going back to the young Irelanders, Thomas Darcy McGee went over to Glasgow to get to recruit people to fight in, uh, in, in, the, in, in the, uh, the battle they were trying to create back in Ireland. And he, he went to Glasgow because there was huge support in Glasgow for Irish freedom. Mm. Remember, most of the people that went to Glasgow, they were fleeing a famine and fleeing the injustice of uh, the, the people that were ruling, ruling our country. Ruling is probably a better word, yeah, but yeah. ruling our country. But uh, true enough, you know, we have to know our history. We have to tell our history. I have no problem, by the way, singing the Sashby Fire the War. I have it on two LPs. And it's a great. Why, why would you? Why would you sing? Um, it's uh, part of our like Irish culture. It's yeah. part of our Irish culture. You sing songs on both sides. No, I don't. I sing the sash. We have sung the sash. Yeah. Okay. And I told a real story about the the, the sash we fired the war. I didn't didn't make up one. I, I I told the whole story, and the story is quite interesting because you know, well, we know that the King British gang wore the green cockade, while the Irish wore the white, and I heard. Uh, Ian Paisley uh, reiterated uh, them words from my song at one stage. And uh, he said, you know, we were the green. 
That's a, that must so have been I, an amazing achievement to get Kenny and Paisley to quote a, a line of a song from the Wolf Tones. Just finally, I do feel very sorry for the team player who actually recorded the video and shared it online. I, I genuinely feel very sorry. And I think she needs to be minded because apparently she has not stopped crying since this began and is very, very upset and takes it very personally. Well, I have to say that the whole country are behind her. Uh, the whole country thinks she's been wronged. Uh, the whole country feels that they should never have to apologize. There's nothing to apologize for. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and the whole country is behind them. The song, I think, is uh, number one in the Irish charts. It's gone into the English uh, charts now uh, at the moment. And uh, would be surprised if it went up to... Uh, the charts in England because I think the Irish diaspora in England and Scotland and Wales uh, feel as hurtful and uh, feel as passionate about the subject as the Irish people do. But that would be very ironic if it topped the online charts in the UK. It is trending very strong on Twitter around the world at the moment as well. Yeah, and you know, I think the the horrible thing about it is that um, you know, they they spread this across the world from Sky News, uh, Murdoch's, Murdoch's uh, news media. It's across now in America. I had friends in America call me uh, about the situation where they were talking about the Irish girls. I mean, that's, it, that's the thing that's going around the world. Not that success. It's that's the sad thing. Yeah, it, it, well, if, something, if something tarnished the night, it was the success and the victory of the night. Listen, Brian, I'll let you go. It's a pleasure chatting with you again. Look after yourself and I appreciate you taking the call. We covered a lot of ground. Take care. Okay, thank you. And uh, love all the people there and the Cork and uh, districts, surrounding districts. We love you all. You've done great for you done great for the Irish people throughout the ages and it's still Rebel County. Well said. Brian Warfield from the Wolf Tones. Back after 10, text 0868104106. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from 4 for Dave Max Drive where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from 4. Dave Max Drive. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. The response by text this morning is unbelievable. Specifically, just digging out the ones that are coming in from uh, the interview on uh, Sky Sports. Uh, We had Chloe uh, Mustaki uh, on uh, Sky Sports yesterday where your man asks her, is this a time and a need for education? Education? Okay. Let's start with the 800 years of oppression and then move on to the genocide they called a famine. And then let's take it from there with regards to education, says one uh, texter. Uh, I hope someone has a word with that presenter. I think he's in need of the history lesson. I know he wouldn't have said that to the likes of Roy Keane or James McLean. Why does he think it's okay to say it to a female sports uh, star? Well done to the Irish girls. Enjoy every minute, says Trish. That's very interesting, actually. Um, and I wonder how much of the media-driven narrative on this was driven by men as opposed to women. I wonder, could we get the Sky Sports reporter to apologise for offending her? The team and most of the country were offended as well by even asking that question. And uh, the actual words that he said were, does this highlight the need for education? Absolutely unbelievable overreaction by him. He says, do they need to be educated? The absolute cheek of him. The British need to be educated about Irish history and what they did to us. Uh, Did he need to ask the same question three times? The only mistake made was to march those girls in front of the press Sky News needs to make sure that their own house is clean before questioning someone else's. Um, Other players have been abused every year and they barely 
make a peep out of it. In fact, uh, somebody sent me a, um, an audio, sorry, a video screen grab of an event there some time ago. If I can dig it up on my phone. Okay, this was Linfield. I'm not playing it because it's disgusting. But it's Linfield football team after winning the cup singing F-U-C-K, the Pope and the IRA. So if the Pope and the IRA, you won't hear Sky or RTE or the Irish Independent talking about that, will you? That's very interesting because that chant, uh, F the Pope and the IRA, is to the tune of um, Tina Turner's The Best. But yeah, but I can't play it because it's got... Okay, well... Okay. Oh, well done. Thanks, Kevin. It's actually bleeped. Fair play to you. This is the bit I'm talking about. Fair play. What is it like? Nothing to see here? Come on. To the phone lines we go. Alan standing by. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Not, not, every, not everybody. It was amazed, actually, at the amount of people who were brave enough to go on social media and express a fairly patriotic opinion about all of this because they'd be afraid of being cancelled or abused. But you certainly had thoughts on it yesterday, right? I had. And actually, funny you should say that. That actually went through my mind. Will I do this? Will I express an opinion? I know. Yeah. Yeah. And then I said, hold on a sec. I said, we have the right of public opinion. And unless we stand up for ourselves, it's going to disappear. Those girls were in a private dressing room, a dressing room, celebrating, doing us proud. And some, I won't say person, I suppose is the right word to use, recorded them illegally. And then either made money out of it or did something with mm, the Well, you see, I'm obliged to correct in that behalf. It was actually recorded by them themselves and they did share it themselves. And the girl who did it is absolutely heartbroken by it. So, oh, but, but so, no, that, that's just right. the history of, as to what happened. It's the sorry, reaction afterwards. Right. I hadn't read that bit, so okay. my apologies to that person. Yeah. My first reaction was that it was someone being a do-gooder. So yeah. my apologies yeah. to that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's totally blown out of context. I mean, the girls were singing a song in a private dressing room celebrating a fantastic result for Ireland. An incredible result. We've never been in the Ladies' World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And this thing is all blown out of, the, out of proportion. Now, I think what's worse is that so many people are afraid to comment because they're afraid of being... I was quite impressed with the amount of people who actually didn't give a damn whether they'd get savaged or not. Well, because great. as it happens, they didn't get savaged. So it seems to me, from what I was reading over the past 24 hours and the text that I'm getting, people are very angry about how the girls have been treated or indeed how Ireland as a nation is being interpreted and treated. I can totally, totally agree with all of them. I mean, that was that guy presented the way he did it and the way he interviewed that girl. Absolutely scandalous, I thought. I mean, education. <laughs> I don't like. But is there is there any is there any need for us to kind of sit back and say, okay, we need to stop this, and we need to stop looking back, and we need to stop glorifying death and killing on both sides? Yes, there is. But at the same time, these things happen, and these things are getting blown out of proportion completely, and it's destroyed 
what should be an incredible occasion for those amazing women. Instead of it being an amazing occasion, it's now absolutely destroyed by this. Yeah. Somebody said to me that they were humiliated. Well, I can't answer to that. No, as in... Yeah, they they are mortified and embarrassed and upset about it. But but then, instead of a celebration of a fantastic achievement, which incidentally women manage to do, um, they become humiliated over something that happens in dressing rooms all over Ireland and on coaches and buses, whether it's players or fans, these are the songs that are sang. Well, they sing songs. I mean, whether they sing that one in particular, I don't know, but they do sing songs. And I'm sure they have a bit of a barney between themselves and everything. I mean, let's be honest, we're all human. Yeah. But I mean, I just think think social media at times blows things out of proportion. Yeah. Well, in in this case yesterday, it was media driven. Out of proportion. Well, sorry, media and social media. I mean, from the point of view of, I just feel, you know, in this case, I feel it was wrong. Okay, good point. So that's why I stood up. Well done. Thanks, Tim. Cheers. Michael, good morning. Oh, good morning, Neil. Your thoughts? Well, I, I, was, I was delighted that you, you brought it up and that, you know, when you played, um, when you played the Wolf Tones there, I just, I just got fierce emotional, you know. Why? Because... Well, when I play Celtic Symphony, is that a section of it? Yes. Okay. Why? Yes, because well, that's our history. It's all about us, and like we shouldn't, we shouldn't try to suppress it. We should try to honour it and and talk about it instead of we're trying to suppress it. And well, the RTE is trying to suppress it. The government is trying to suppress it. For years, we couldn't hear the wolf tones on the radio. They thought, the, P- the government at the time thought we'd forget about them, but we didn't forget. We kept on supporting the area. And like, the reason the area carried on for so long was because they were supported. And people will always support the downtrodden. We are supporting Ukraine yeah, today. I know, but somebody overseas in the UK will remember the Birmingham pub bombings, for instance. You see, that's what they, they will. But, but we 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 remember the bloody Sunday. Lock all. Yeah. We remember last bloody Sunday. They'll, they'll remember the Oma pub. They'll remember the Oma bombing. Now I know that was a splinter group of they, they were the real area, if I remember correctly. But they're the things they'll remember. Well, I know, but we have we we go back to the famine. We sing about Trevelyan and his corn, you know. Yeah, should the fields and, of Athen Rye now, Sinn Fein IRA, also be outlawed? You see, uh, I know, but it won't it won't be outlawed because you can't stop a nation. Like this is what the elites in Dublin are trying to do to stop the people, and you can't stop a people, a risen people, you know. It, like the thing is, there there are lots of things happening in this country that there are no talk about it. There's lots of strikes going on up up the country, yeah, and they're not being reported by RT or anyone. I, RT I, I, I just I just wonder whether or not we should remember. Are we being are, are people being taught our history anymore? You know, I don't because I'm I'm not in classrooms. I don't know how much our young people are being told of the hundreds of years that went before us to get us to where we are and the struggles we went through. Yeah, I don't think we are. Like, there was some talk there some time ago that we shouldn't teach history anymore. Now, whether they carried on with that and, and stopped 
teaching them or not. I don't know. But the most but positive thing out of this is the public's reaction very much behind yeah. the team. Oh, yes. I, I believe if, them, if that team, if they were playing tomorrow, Crow Park wouldn't hold the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Very, you know, very People believe- very annoyed that they were trotted out, the manager and player member, team members, to apologise. It, it was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that, the girl that's... Um, Running, that's running the team. Yeah. She's uh, she's not Irish, but uh, you're a pal. Yeah, yeah, but th- that's that's all right. Like she's running the team, and and here she is to apologise. Maybe she doesn't know much about well, the area. Uh, she's know. from Holland. Like imagine being caught in yeah. the middle of all of this, not having a clue what she's involved in. <laughs> and come here, when when Jack Charlton was running the Irish team, he used to play Republican songs on the bus as they'd be going to the to the matches know, to yeah. gee up the lads. Oh, listen, the, I think everybody knows that they've, these yeah. girls have been singled out for something they that have, is yeah. happening all of the time, the length and breadth of the country on both sides. And none of them are advocating violence and none of them are terrorists. They're just singing songs. That's right. If we were to say, to st- how could we stop singing these songs? We couldn't. It's, it's part of our DNA. Mm, mm, mm. You know, we like in pubs. If there's a song, if there's a sing song called for, like um, you know, it'll be an IRA song or something like that. You know. Yeah. True but, enough. Well said. Appreciate you know, yeah. I, I was about to try to learn. Uh, I don't know some the, the flower of Scotland or something. Well, we need to stop being apologists all the time, don't we? Uh, de- oh, definitely. Like we're. Okay. 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 Somebody, yeah. Thanks for that. When you point a finger, there's four point, pointing back at you. The Irish team were celebrating a well-deserved win. These ladies weren't the first to sing this song, and they won't be the last. If any uh, Sky reporter or DUP representative wants to turn an incident with celebration and pride into a history lesson, then they haven't a leg to stand on. The arrogance and ignorance around this is shocking. Well done, girls. We're all proud of you. Give us another verse when you win the next one. Uh, can people not focus on the positive? The girls are going to the World Cup. They were in high spirits. It was not intended to insult anyone with that song. There was no need to apologise. But there was a need to congratulate. The IRA fought for our country's freedom, Neil, and we're supposed to be ashamed of it. No apology should have been given. Be proud we're free. Sing it louder next time. Um, I believe that the presenter on television was obnoxious and sexist. There's no way he would have addressed a male in the manner that he did. His behaviour was an absolute disgrace. Ask your question and move on. He ended up humiliating the girls to somebody else. No apology was needed. Now that's the real uh, term that keeps coming up over and over this morning. No apology necessary. The apology is given now, so it can't be taken back, I suppose. Back to the phone lines we go. Jim, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Thanks for holding. Your thoughts on this? Well, first of all, it's, uh, there, there, there's, two, there's two broadcasters that, that should be pulled through the ropes, obviously. N- number one, Sky. Um, the Sky reporter, and like, um, asking, are, are, are we educated about our history? We, we, know, we, we know plenty about our history, and he, he, he doesn't have to remind us about our history yeah, it's at all. It's a very patronising thing to say, I thought, actually. Who the heck was of course, he to say? Of course it was, but yeah. I, I wouldn't have expected any better. Well, you see, there's, ex- it would be very touchy-feely about this, because the FAI, Kevin will correct me on this, but the FAI have a sponsorship deal with Sky, don't they? Yeah, he says they do. So they, oh, don't yeah. want, they want to protect that. The women's team oh, do, he tells me, yeah. 
Okay, okay. You, I, I'm, a, I'm all for protection. I'm all for protection for the players too, and and, and our nation as a whole. But like, if they're going to be dangling money over us, like we we, we might as well try in the town now. But I, we, 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 this Irish team can get any sponsorship they want now. And, and remember, that you, you were talking about one of the players that videoed this inside in the dressing room. Congratulations to that player. She 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 made history because the Irish team made history. Well, that's a, that's a very good point because you can be damn sure that they saw nothing at all wrong in what they were singing. Otherwise, and she'd be an intelligent girl. Otherwise, they wouldn't have shared it. It was totally innocent. I didn't see nothing wrong with what they what they were singing either. I didn't see. But like, there are English those who do, though, and there may well, well be on, some okay, people but, north but, of the border in the UK why? who are up the ra. Right, all right, not not to the border, and I don't want to get into politics. I, I but but it, just, it, let me just give you one example, Kevin. Again, fair play to you. He says, Chloe Mustaki, who is on Sky Sports or Sky News, has a BA in commerce, French, a master's in business, completed two Erasmus exchanges as a student. She also stared death in the eye when she was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, a type of blood cancer, at the age of nineteen. She made a full recovery after intensive treatment. Only returned to the Irish setup. In February 2022, she's a smart woman. She's a hard-working woman, um, and but, this is what she has to deal with now. But every every one of those every one of those panel are educated, and look, we don't, we shouldn't have to be talking about education. We know what we know what these people can produce and what they have produced. Like like the, the, the English thing to have the, the Sky reporter. Like I don't know who he was, and I, and I I I wouldn't have Sky. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But like they're telling us to be educated. Like they're very sharp memories. Like they came over to Lansdowne Road in, in the nineties and tore up a stadium and and, and nearly killed people. What, what was like, that again? Or, I recall seeing video. Was that rugby or soccer? What was it? Was, it was a soccer match, a challenge match, a friendly match, and, the, and Ireland took the lead. And, and the minute Ireland took the lead, they started throwing, pulling up seats from the top tier of Lansdowne Road down top of people underneath. Didn't care who was underneath. But that's another day's walk. Okay. But that, that's, that's where the English should be educated. They should look back in that. But I, the, 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 the brilliant thing about this is that like, their supporters can travel anywhere in the world and they're not scrutinized. Like three three weeks or four weeks before any uh, 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 English soccer supporters travel, that names must be handed in to to, to FIFA. Who is travelling? So we can keep an eye. And that's facts. This is facts. They can't. Some some of them are banned from stealing for the rest of their life for what they have done in the past. They, like I tell you, I tell you a story on that. Actually, I don't have the full details of it, but I know of people who are coming back from Turkey. One has a British passport and one had an Irish passport, and they were both together, and they had overstayed in Turkey by something like three days or two days or something, not realizing it. When they got to immigration, they were stopped by Turkish immigration, and uh, one showed the Irish passport and was told, you're overdue, you, you sure, you're here two days too long. Hmm. Wonder what we'll do with you. Where are you from, Irish? Oh, go on. Then the buddy walked up with an English passport. This is true now. This isn't a Paddy the Irishman, Paddy the Englishman. Then the English yeah. guy, then, the, then another guy with the English passport comes up and uh, stopped as well, saying, you're here too long, overdue. What's your passport? English. Oh. He was held in the country for an additional seven days and fined. I mean, like that. I don't even know. I don't even think that's actually quite fair on him. But I'm just giving an example because you brought it up there as to yes. how the Irish yes. are treated overseas. We are loved. 
We are loved everywhere in every sport that we do. And we had another legend in cocktail the other night. Another legend. And, 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 and it, it was hat warming to hear it. He gave an interview on Sky News. And again, the Sky, oh, Sky Sports. The, again, the, again, Roy Keane. Okay, he, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he was put in a position that, that the Sky reporter said, ah, I, have, I have him here now. And he was, on, he was asked about American football. Uh, uh, what, what would you think? And he said, uh, uh, yeah, it's all right, he said, but you can't be at an All-Ireland Hull match. That's right, it's, I love Keane, don't you? <laughs> so, so, would you see, would you think a Sky Sports presenter would ask Keane that question uh, about education? Sure, he, he, he took, he, he took, he, he wouldn't, Keane has your man for no There's no way he would, he'd be afraid to. It'd be a fair but you know, I, I'm going to leave you with this, Neil. I'm going to I'll leave you with this, and this, this, and, and this heartwarming to know that this Irish ladies football team—they are to create in history, and 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 they are to give them the country a lift. And you know, when we travel outside, when when people travel to Austra- Australia and New Zealand for the finals, and hopefully we'll get a nice little draw, and they'll go along, they'll stay, and maybe God, God, when they could win it. But I'll guarantee you, Neil, there will probably be one of the best supported teams out there by, by the host nations. Guaranteed. Absolutely guaranteed. And three Cork girls amongst, amongst them. Which is Megan, uh, Campbell, I, I, Denise. I'm going, I'm going, sorry, yeah. I, would direct, I would direct this to the Sky report. And I, I, I'd say he's probably inside in bed now thinking about where his next barber is going to come from. But that's his business. No, I don't, I don't but, think so. But, I think, but, yeah. but, I, but, but, but I'd say this, I'll say this. If he wants to know education, if he wants to, if he wants to speak about education, the, the interview that was done after the game by Tony O'Donoghue on Amber, the goal scorer. Yeah. Like, that's education. Yeah, yeah. I played it yesterday. Yeah, it was brilliant. That, yeah, that, that, that's edu- that's yeah. education. Okay. And, and I, I, can I just leave you? i leave you in two seconds, Neil. I'm just... Shame on RT. Shame on RT last night. The headline on the news started off great and all of a sudden they brought the whole country down again by bringing on Eunice and this and damning the, the song that was sent inside the dressing room. Yeah. And I, I ask RT one question. Are you... Are you surprised no one are buying your license? Well, you have to ask yourself the question, why did they pull the um, Shane Ross interview on the Mary Lou MacDonald book? I mean, think about that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, why there did, you why go. didn't they invite Dana to the Eurovision Song Contest reunion concert that was going to be televised on RT? I don't know. The, 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 the Earthman was down in y'all here. The Earthman was down here, y'all here. It was in August. The, it wasn't given no coverage. It was given nothing. But it was it was above it was above above in O'Connor Street. There'd be cameras all over the place up there. Yeah, well, I mean, I was watching Independent.ie yesterday morning, and they led with it at eleven o'clock yesterday morning. Eleven in the morning was the top story, and it was a story of negativity. Thanks for that, Jim. Appreciate it. Nora, good morning. Actually, the three girls: Megan Connolly, Denise Sullivan, and and Saoirse Noonan. Go ahead. They're all playing in the Irish women's soccer team. Go ahead. Good morning. Nora. Yeah, go ahead, Nora. My apologies. Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll come back yeah, I'll come I, back to you in a couple of seconds' time when you're, when you're organised. No rush there. John, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Okay, you want to pick up on the Wolf Tones, is it? Yeah, listen to me. Are we supposed to forget all history to, to appease uh, somebody? Are we? Is, is that where we're going with this? Yeah, we probably shouldn't be allowed to sing well, Come Out Your Black and well, Tans, Come Out, I'll Fight well, You Like a Man. 
Well, that's tough shit, isn't it? Because we 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 had a thirty-year war in our country that was pushed on us by by Westminster and the British Crown, a war that we never wanted. And 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 now we're supposed to to, to be down on bended knee and say thank you very much, so is yeah. Listen, yeah. if 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 they're having a problem with the Wallstones and their music. Why did the Fina Fina Gale Christmas party back in two thousand and two hiring for hiring for their do? Did they? And, I didn't know if I'd known that when uh, Brian was on. Yeah, and, and 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 certain and certain well-known members of the party were standing on chairs giving us welly. Were they? Oh yeah, and back in twenty fifteen, the Friends of Ireland meeting on Capitol Hill for Obama and, and John Bormer and Enda Kenny sitting there. Enda Kenny didn't get up and walk out and protest, did he? No. No, was the yeah. Tones playing on Capitol Hill then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then we had the twenty twenty election, the Black and Tan, uh, what you call it, uh, election, where Veradka taught us that we should uh, be hugging uh, the, the members of the Black and Tan. Yeah, I think that was yeah. to do with you know uh, remembrance, conciliation, oh, yeah. getting together, oh, oh, yeah, acknowledging to, all our past. Yeah, but it was okay to remember that, was it? That that part of it was acceptable. Yeah, no, not listen. not by the public though. People were annoyed yeah. about that. Yeah. Jack, Jack Charlton had no problem with the Irish boys, senior boys on the coach uh, singing the songs, right? And as a matter of fact, Jack Charlton's favourite song was Sean Souls of Galleon. Is that right? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ah, well, there's a lot of things to see that you won't ever hear yeah, from, yeah. From, 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 from uh, what you call a media that are uh, getting subsidised by, by government so that they're a, a, a vox pop from. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't know that anybody in Dáil Éireann or Leinster House or any government in, in the Department of picks up the phone. To be honest with you, or brings them in for meetings and tells no, them. You know, no, that's what that's what they have advisors for now. Yeah, yeah. Now listen, we don't owe the girls don't owe any apology to anybody. And as a matter of fact, any match from here on in, instead of instead of the fields of Attenroy. We should be singing something else now just to remind them that we haven't gone away and we're not forgetting our history that was forced upon us. A 30-year war. And and, and Vera Parr shouldn't be apologising to anybody. She's Dutch and she should deal with Dutch matters. If she wants to train the girls, fine. Leave it at that. But she clearly would have been instructed because she wouldn't have done that off the hoof. Somebody must have said to her, you need to get out there in front of this and apologise. You need to get a team member on television, get them out there and apologise. She should have turned around and told them, mind their own business, you're, you're the FA, you deal with it. I'm only there to train the girls. I don't do politics. That's actually very oh, smart oh. In, the, in the sense that politics and sport shouldn't intertwine. <laughs> you, can forget, you can forget about that. Mm, okay. everything, everything is political. So they should have said, no, we won't apologise. No, they should have said, no, we've nothing to apologise for. It's our history. Thanks, John. And as a matter of fact, I hope everybody at every match will be singing it from here on in. All right, pal, thanks for that. Nora, sorry about that. I just gave you an opportunity sorry. to gather yourself. Fair play to you. You, you said that silence, silencing the people has always been the tactics of the oppressor. That's interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I'd like to pay tribute to Brian Warfield and the Wolfstones, the last great living poets and bards in Ireland. Um, for transcripting our history. Oh accurately. my God, you should remember, I don't know, do you remember the days when they used to play uh, down in uh, Cork, they used to play Shimsa down the park. It was that, right. Those, you'd have, mother of God, you could have had 50 or 60,000 people Shimsa. Yeah. Oh, all ages. It was in, The buzz was yeah. just incredible. Off the charts. Amazing. Yeah. Lifting the spirits of people. Lifting the um, spirits of people is right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what happened yesterday was an absolute disgrace when the people's spirits were lifted. Uh, this small cohort of diehard unionists who are up in some corner across the border who stick their heads out every now and again when something like this happens and try and bring back what they're being handed down, which is to silence the people, silence the Irish people and shame us. And Irish people have a long history of, if you'll ever notice that sometimes foreigners will say it, why are you always saying sorry? Now, the thing is, is that that's the way we were brought up through oppression. It's sorry, sorry, sorry. The yeah, that's a sorry, fantastic sorry, sorry. point. I'm only just thinking about what you're saying there. And you're right. Mm-hmm. We do. And I mean, I did start this morning saying, yeah, that we need to stop being a nation of apologists and grow a pair. And that's exactly what you're saying, isn't it? Well, I am. And it, it takes a long time to, to wash this out of people's DNA and upbringing and that type of thing. You know, it's, it's bred into us because we'd have to bow our heads every time, you know, the Lord or Lady of the Manor passed and scuttle around the place. Um, and as well as that, those poor girls, they were caught on the hop yesterday and their first reaction and the people that were looking after them, the Irish people, was to say sorry. Yeah. They didn't get a chance. That was the Irish reaction. Sorry, we've offended you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And we need to stop this. We need to take a good look at ourselves as a people and not be silenced, not have our music, our culture, our language was taken away from us. But what about being respectful for others who aren't necessarily coming along with us on the same journey? What about their entitlements to uh, not be offended by what we say or what we sing or constantly bringing up history that was not of their making? Well, I mean, I don't know who these people are that Uh, were so greatly offended. Mm. The, the small cohort up across the border and then they, they well, there shouldn't be a border anymore, but um, th- then the media jumped in it. I mean, if that uh, media interviewer wants to learn about history, he should take that song, Celtic Symphony, and he should sit down and read it and educate himself on the relationship between the Scottish and the Irish. Yeah, and in fact, yeah. Celtic itself, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, and that's what that song is celebrating. Okay. What, what they did, that small cohort, they picked out two letters out of that whole beautiful song, R-A and R-A, and they, they, they turned it into this, to oppress and silence those girls and to, to take a, a shot across the bow at the Irish people. Bow your heads. Irish people. I tell you something, there's going to be some support for that Irish women's soccer team at the World Cup. It's going to be incredible. You know, if that girl didn't do anything else that posted that on media, she's brought to the surface a topic that needs to be discussed. You know, Michael Collins was in the IRA. De Valera was in the IRA. The IRA was the only party in Ireland Mm. when when the oppressors left. Sinn Féin went into government. Mm. They had their history and they had their split down the middle. That's what post-colonialism does to people. Mm. So that's really where the hooks of the whole thing is. He should be sitting down and reading the songs of the Wolf Tones and analysing them if he wants education. Thank you, for your, thank you so much for your powerful contribution, Nora. Take care of yourself. You're Text right. 0868 back after the break. Winner of two golds at the Imro Radio Awards 2022. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Corks Red FM. Back to the phone lines we go. Noel, good morning. 
You hear me okay, I hope? Noel? Yeah, yeah. There you are now, my apologies. Okay, you you don't usually call in radio shows, but uh, you're in a kind of a mood this morning where you feel you have to have your voice heard. What's on your mind? Yeah, um, uh, I lived in, I was born and bred in, in Cork. I moved to England when I was 28, which was 20 years ago. Right. And um, I'm, I look, I was disgusted when I heard those girls singing that song. Okay. Because all, all they're doing is glorifying murderers. The IRA and every other paramilitary force were murderers. They were nothing else. Don't glorify them. Don't make up any stories about them. People on the radio this morning talking about the famine. The famine was 200 years ago. Let it go. For God's sake, let it go. We'll never, ever move on. But we have this chip on our shoulder all the time. If it wasn't for the British government and the British help through the years, even recently, this country would be a dead rock in the Atlantic. We are the same people, the same crowds. Stop glorifying murderers. Why would we be a dead rock on the side of the Atlantic? How many times has the British government bailed this country out? How? How many times? How many times? We have went broke so many times. And when we, were, when we joined the EU, we were bailed out time and time again when we went financially broke. How many times? How many people have went to England for an, uh, a job? Like myself. When there was no work here. And we went to England, and I went to England for 20 years, and I walked every day I was there. Yeah, yeah. And but no one in England talks about the past like we do. But there no were aspects, there was aspects, I mean, no, just that you bring that up, there were aspects of people's experience in Britain when they went to work there that need to be addressed as a response to what you're saying, where there was no blacks or paddies or dogs allowed. And that has changed. That has changed. It's all changed over there. It's all, there's none of that over there anymore. There's far more racism in this country than there is in England. Far more. Since they came back, I'm shocked at this country. We walk around with this chip on our shoulder and we keep talking about these glory stories about the IRA fighting place. The IRA fought for no one except themselves. They blew 11 people apart in Enniskillen. They blew 29 people up in, in Orma. And I don't care whether they're splinter groups or not. They're, just, they're the same animal. But I could give you a list of UVF and UDA atrocities. Of course well. you could. And yeah. they're all as bad. But stop pointing the finger. Stop saying you did this and I did that and you did this and I did that. The only way you but change... But they're harmless is songs. The they're not harmless. They're, if you sang a song about let's kill the Jews, would that be harmless? Mm, that's interesting. That's what the IRA yeah. did. They killed people for no reason other than their own selfish ones. But those, that, but those that sing these chants, they're completely harmless. They're just part they're of what we harmless. are. The man was right when he said to the girl, the man was right. Do we not need to re-educate people? We absolutely do. Him included. But we have to re-educate people and say, do you know what the IRA actually did? Do you know what they actually did? There's nobody in this country has... But ever, why are, has just on that point, why are you being selective about what the IRA did and you only talk of the atrocities? Why, why don't you talk about the need for the formation of them when they were formed because of the yeah, oppression yeah, of Catholics the in the North? Republican Army. That was not the IRA. That was the Irish Republican Army. Mm, that, had very, then, that had very much then, gone to sleep in the 50s and the early 60s. And what did they do? What did the IRA do when they formed in the 50s and the 60s? What did they do? They killed people. Killing people is never the answer. History has taught us that over and over again. The moment they put their guns down and talked, peace came. Mm. And it happened all over the world. Look at Israel and Palestine. 
people won't stop killing each other. Mm. Look at Yemen, look at all these places, Ukraine at the moment. Mm. People that look exactly the same as each other, talk the same as each other, but have the, the but, same beliefs. But the girls have been wronged, though. They're innocent How to all of this. Because they these songs the are sang everywhere. They're sang in pubs, they're sang in clubs, they're sang in at the weddings, they're sang on buses. In the 70s and 80s, there were songs chanted in England and around the world about blacks, and as you said, about paddies and all that, and we changed it. The world changed. We're the only ones that are not changing. We keep thinking these people were heroes. They're not heroes. But why, why would some people who feel that we should be a 32-county republic change? It's their belief. They fundamentally believe they that the Ireland of Ireland is Irish. Marvelous to get that achieved. The best way to get that achieved is, ba- is the ballot box. It's the only way to get anything changed is the ballot box. And you see, only way. And we won't get a change, by the way, and that's a different subject altogether. Why do we have Sinn Féin as the biggest party in this country? But you also say that you believe that the team, the Irish team, the Irish women's soccer team, should be thrown out of the tournament. 100%. What? Set the example. Set the example. If you want people to follow the example and to do the right thing, set the example yourself, even if it's at a cost to yourself. Then when someone else does something along those lines, you can say, well, I didn't do that. When somebody belonged to me did that, I took action. That's how it changes. But where do you draw the line? You'd be throwing soccer teams out, rugby teams out, ga teams out. You'd have nobody left playing in any league if people were sharing videos of what goes... When I was in England, I was a referee for 10 years. I was an FA referee for 10 years. And between the first game and the last game that I did, the difference in the chance from the crowd was dramatic because clubs took action. It's still not there. Don't get me wrong, you see Rio Ferdinand on the television. So you'd have every single premiership team thrown out because of racist chance. And you'd have, certainly Celtic would never be playing again. Certainly uh, Rangers would never be playing again. 100% Rangers and Celtic are nonsense. They're they're, they're they're from a dinosaur age. A dinosaur age. You if you don't do anything about it, but why don't we start? Why doesn't someone stand up and say, do you know what? That was a but we, but we have done that. We've people of Ireland have stood up and said, "Sorry, there's no need to apologise for this. It was purely What's innocent it? fun. Nothing no meant over it. it. It's just a song. It's not just a song. Up the rear, you're glorifying murderers. That's exactly what you're doing. If but you there are, ch- but there are children people. on buses going on school camp days and they're singing, uh, "Low lie, the fields of Athenry, Sinn Fein, IRA." Yeah, because their parents are doing the exact same thing. So why don't we start now? Okay. If you change that word rare to up the Nazis, can you imagine the trouble that would come down? It's the same thing. The IRA killed innocent people. So did the UDA, so did the UFF, and the parties that represent them, I have no time for it. Okay, no well, just, just hold on there, because otherwise I'll hog the whole morning, and I don't mean to do that. I think Jim is still, still on hold. i just see if you wanted to jump back in. Jim? Is he on three? He is. Jim? He's not on three, guys. Sorry about that. Let me go to five instead and see what the story is there. Francis, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Oh, did you hear much I, of what Noel has to say? He says the team should be thrown out. We need to lead by example. I did. Noel would want to go away and read a history book for himself. But he's saying we need to stop reading history books and we start, need to start, live, stop no, living. No, we don't need that at all, at all. He'd want to educate himself. Um, that reporter had no right whatsoever to try and embarrass the girl yesterday. She and her team 
They should all be celebrating what was the happiest time in their lives. Right? And instead, that girl is heartbroken. Where's the fairness in that? They were only singing a song. And so what if they were insulted up in Northern Ireland? Who cares? Nobody. Except him. Right? Um, I was saying, Neil, that um, plenty of people in Ireland pay for Sky Sports. Yeah. We have a duty and a right to demand an apology from that presenter. We owe to the girl who was broken-hearted for sharing the video in a time of great happiness for herself and okay. her teammates. Yeah. She should be celebrating instead of crying. Okay, do you think, uh, Noel, that she should have had more sense to know that she shouldn't share that in social media because it would go viral, as they say? Yeah, absolutely. I think, look, she did something wrong. She got caught and she's half yeah. Okay. Hold, um, okay. Uh, what did what did the uh, Francis just said there about? Uh, I should read my history books. I have read my history books. If Francis' child or husband or daughter or whatever was blown apart at Enniskillen, she wouldn't have the same meaning now. And my point is being made when Francis said, "I don't care what the people in Northern Ireland think." I don't. My point. That's my point. We should. We absolutely should. Hang on one when second. Did we stop? When the British people came over oh, here, they didn't okay. care what they were doing to us. There would have been no need for an IRA if they hadn't so came over right? and choke our land. Does that right? make it no, right? No, you need to go back, read a history book, because you obviously didn't learn it in school. And find I'm all for forgiving me, and forgetting, and I'm not supporting the IRA and murders and everything else. But look what the British did to the Irish, okay? And but those do, girls meant nothing at all by that. He's saying, when do we stop pointing the finger, he's saying. A time comes when we all need to just stop and think and check ourselves before we... Speak, yeah, maybe, before we, do, we sing, need... before we chant, before we think, maybe? I don't know. No, hang on one second now. If he wants to go on a site, a social media site like Facebook, and look at any English website um, that has a joke page, every single Irish joke, it's paddy. Okay, so maybe he might want to go over there and educate them himself. Those girls did nothing except Ireland proud. They didn't do anything wrong. They're young girls. It's just another example of, um, you did that so I can do this. Yeah, but but what about the 12th though? What about the celebrations and the marches on the 12th? If if we're to follow your narrative note, they need to stop. Because they... What marches? In Northern Ireland, you mean? Yes, yeah. I think they're disgusting. I absolutely think they're disgusting. Everything that robs our, our... how would I put it? Encourages differences, encourages separation. Should be gone. We should be better than that now. We it should, should be, better be than that. but it's not going to happen in my lifetime. Okay, let me get, let me get, let me get, let me just bring Jim in on this for a second. I've got about ninety seconds. Jim, you're still on hold, but I couldn't find you. Would you respond to Noel there, in, 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 including the fact that he says they should be thrown out of the tournament? Absolutely, they should not. But no, no, Fiance Noel is very passionate about what he's doing. But he wants to realise, first of all, that there was a war going on up there. It was a war. It wasn't recognised by the British or the Irish governments, right? Three and a half thousand people killed. And they're not to be forgotten, ever. 
And it's like we haven't got a nuclear arsenal, we have a song, and they should always be sung. And better to sing them and remember than try to bury them. At but not, but you say again. not if it continues to incite division and hatred and suspicion. I'm not talking about listen, my heart's breaking for these girls. They've been yeah, caught in the crossfire or something very innocent. But he's, yeah. he's, oh, he's do you know what I think it is? Jealousy. Yeah. All right. Jealousy Je- that the Republic. They're another, they're just another victim of the media, that's what they are. But the songs yeah. there's nothing wrong with the songs. The songs must always be sung. Like you do it in every culture. The Indian culture sings about the British when they sh- killed all the people. And the British are pretty good at this around the world. Let's exactly. face it, like, no national anthem is, we shall never ever be slaves. You know? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I'm very sure for this, but how do we tell you? We can't forget, we can't forget who we are. Let John respond, let, let Noel respond to that. Um, like, how do we change people if we don't change ourselves? How well, do we you, you could look at the British and they could change their rule Britannia anthem, for instance. Absolutely. Rule Britannia, Britannia rules the waves. Britain never, never shall be slaves. 100%, they're all terrible. But and listen, you can't, you can't change. This can never be changed. This is all history. Everyone's history. It'll never be changed. Oh, Unless you want to get amnesia and those, people that, and those people that don't want to recognize it. It's all history. It has to be recognized. Okay, fine. We're going forward into a government. Okay. We're going forward into a government with Sinn Féin. So we've got to get used to this going forward. And it will all oh, come like, no, Sinn Féin have nothing to say about it. Uh, Mary Lou McDonald couldn't be contacted. North of the border, they were saying they but hadn't they seen the video. Right, they right, sat right, in the They were scared of it as well. Everybody, every child in the street is singing it. Right. If they don't face it and live with it, it's only going to fester. It's a history now, okay. and we sing about history. Well, I want to give Noel a final word on this, because uh, it's two against one. Noel, go on. I just want to say, as I said all along, the only way we change is to set the examples ourselves. Yeah. We have to yeah, stop he's saying... Yeah, he's written in a story... Uh, no, no, listen, leave it, leave it, Nora. I know what you're saying. Do you still believe, though, seriously, that they should be thrown out of the tournament? 100%. As soon as I saw the video yesterday, I said, that's it, we have to set the example. Okay. We have to start with someone. All right, my friend, I wonder what people think of that. Text 0868104106, back after 11. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie, and you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on The Big Red Bench. That's The Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. Steve says, uh, I served in the British Army for over 20 years. In the British Army, in which I served, we would celebrate St. Patrick's Day every year with Irish and pro-Irish music in the barracks, no matter where we were stationed. By the way, the loyalists in the army would and do celebrate the July marching season as well. And apparently everybody got, away, got along hunky-dory. Uh, thank you for that. Keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. And I promise I'll drive through many more texts throughout the course of the next hour. A lot to do between now and midday. Um, we were talking about Irish nationalism and... Um, and issues like that about whether we should remember. It was a one-line text there that um, actually really brought an awful lot of it home to me. Uh, here it is. If it wasn't, say, for the IRA, uh, this is Jar and his thought on it in one sentence. If it wasn't for the IRA, we'd all be English, he says. To the phone lines we go. John, good morning. All right, Neil. How are you, boy? Hey, my man. What are your thoughts on all of this? My thoughts on all of this... Um Neil, are we supposed to forget 800 years of history? Yeah, some would what say... What the British want us in this so, country, like, you know what I mean? We can't it, sing a song, or is it getting the last years now, like? Um, I, I don't think so, and from what I can see from people responding, nor do they, they're very angry about how this was handled over the past 24 hours. That girl shouldn't be ridiculed like that, Ronnie. 
that girl shouldn't be ridiculed like that raw, like. She was singing the song. Are we supposed to forget our history and everything, like? And you know who started all this, though? The DUP. Yeah. Yeah, well... And you know what some of them need? They got on to the FAI, you see. They did. They got on to the FAI, bye. Yeah. But um, what some of them know is, see, the Catholics are in the majority of the Northern at the moment. So they have to pin plug something, like, you know what I mean? It's the way we react to it, reacted to it, is what's concerning people. You know, I mean, people are entitled to be annoyed or angry and unionists can, you know, be upset about it. That's fine. But it's it's how we apologize and, you know, kind of kowtow to everybody and say, oh, we have to roll yeah, out. Yeah, are we supposed to be apologizing all the time, Neil? Not going to cross you by Are we supposed to be apologizing all the time, no, for our history, like? Mm, mm. After 800 years of tyranny and did you know that... It, in this country, one time, there was 9 million here. There was 9 million here. Close there was 9 million of the population. In the, in the 1840s, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. the famine and everything. Like, what they done to us in the famine and everything. Like, they were shipping out goods in the famine and everything. Like, and they were letting the Irish stay out. Like. I don't know whether you know it or not, Neil, but over in England, I was in Liverpool a couple of months ago. They've been taught nothing about what happened to Ireland. It's not a, and, and, and that Philan Sky then had the cheek to say about us being educated. Here's an interesting text following up on what you just said there. It's a text from a teacher. I'm a teacher and I have first hand account of seeing the English school curriculums. They teach in schools in England about the Tudors, World War One, World War Two and India. They fail to mention the remainder of the countries that they invaded or colonized and the blood on their own hands. They burned that's the house, right. they burned, so that's the English curriculum that doesn't talk about the relationship. It's not even there. being taught in the schools. I was over in Liverpool a couple of months ago, Neil, and it's not even being taught here. I had to educate a couple of Liverpool chaps over there about it, like. What it's, went on here for hundreds of years, like. Yeah, it's strange that you'd have to uh, educate Liverpool people because a lot of them would be of Irish descent anyway, but you see... Some, yeah, but there, some, there was a couple say, of English chaps there, Neil, and I was educating them what happened here, like, you know what I mean, like. And how did they feel about what you were telling them? They didn't know nothing about it. They didn't know nothing about it, Neil. Yeah. And that's a fact, though. It's not been taught in the school. But you see, like, you know what I mean? Irish history is wiped out, like. Yeah, but uh, let, me, let me just give the opposing view to that, that maybe that history should be wiped out so that we don't teach it anymore, so people don't carry this begrudgery with them and the young generations don't keep it going, and that we just leave it go. I know, Neil. Oh, look, my, my grandfather was in the area. He got a valley shot off his coffin and everything, like. Am I supposed to apologise for that as well for my grandfather? Like, you know what I mean? No. No. Am I supposed to apologise for that because he was in jail area? He fought for freedom. Yeah, so did my so did my grandfather. and had the same volley of... Exactly, of, of Neil. Yeah, over. exactly. And, 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 and one just Ireland in uh, need. Not going to talk about one just incidentally, Ireland. Incidentally, we were very proud of it, I think, and you probably were too. You know, that was the oh, fight. Of course, yeah. That was, a, that was a different... Some would say that's a different kind of fight to the atrocities on both sides in the North, both the Unionists and, indeed, the Republicans. I mean, the IRA, for instance, blew up an awful lot of people who were sitting in bars having a pint, for instance. I, mean, I know, but that was retaliation. We had to do something. We had to do something, like, you know what I mean? Like, what were we supposed to do? They like, just lay down and take it, like? I know I understand what you're saying. Like, you're some people killed on both sides, like. But on both sides, yeah, yeah. On both sides, on both sides, I agree with you there, like... But, uh, I mean, in all fairness, like, what were you supposed to do? Were you supposed to just lay down and take it, like? Okay, all right, nice one. And nice. Is, is, is it getting to that stage or that we can't sing a song? Some of the shows have been wrong completely, like. 
Do you ever ask yourself the question when we talk about singing songs, uh, ooh, ah, up the ra, and stuff like that, how many of us could actually sing Auron Nevian, do you think? Start to finish. Well, yeah, I know, I know. But see, that was bread out of us as well, Neil. Like, that like was I, bread I, out of us I, as I well, can't see? sing it to my shame from top to bottom. Can you? I can't from top to bottom. I can't. I yeah. can't, to be honest. But with yet that. there would I be countries I... like in America, you would never meet somebody who doesn't know it because they drill it into them in school. If I wanted to go for citizenship or become an American, I would have to learn it off, for instance. I'm quite sure, yeah. that, I'm quite sure that many people in England can sing um, the British, the English national anthem or the Scottish one or the Flower of Scotland. Or, but we can't. Yeah, but see, the, the English was bred into us, Neil. The English was bred into us. Like, the Irish language was... Uh, did you know that uh, I'm O'Callaghan, okay? Yeah. O'Callaghan. There's a father of mine. That was bred out of us as well, like. Yeah, yeah. That was bred out of us as well, like, to not have the father over the O or anything, like, you know and what others, I mean? others said the O dropped then as well. That's right, yeah. That's yeah. right, bye, yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. Just stay, thanks for that, John. Just staying with that on uh, the Irish National Anthem, for instance, as to how nationalistic are we really? Now, I know that the lyrics and the words of it are quite over the top. We'll no longer be left under the tyrant of the oppressor. Tonight we go to the gap of danger with the love of the gales towards life or death with the hooting call of guns under the fire of bullets. Come on and sing the soldier song. And, of course, the Irish equivalent to that is Sheena Fianna Fáil, which I believe originally was Sheena Lacra Fáil. But I recall that we did do a Vox on uh, the streets of Cork as to, you know, we might call ourselves nationalistic, we might call ourselves republic, we Republicans, we might call ourselves proud, but can we even sing the national anthem? I'd know, like, I'd be able to guess a few lines in it but I don't know the words you're just going along with it like we never never sat down in class and never learned it so I just want to learn to that matches like you know I, I, most people sing it don't know what it means like you know yeah. it's, it, it's a soldier's fighting song isn't it yeah yeah but like most people just learned it in school and it's that thing like they've never sat down and actually listened to what it means we're grand and it makes everyone feel great the music's great but it's it was actually sung in English people probably actually 99% of people don't Steve I hear people saying it obviously in matches and what I like but I wouldn't know it word for word if you know what I mean like you know well you, you'd know a few bars would you? I know a few bars but I actually wouldn't know the whole exactly would you give us a few? no maybe <laughs> 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 the hung over <laughs> then there's a different anthem for the, the rugby that's Ireland's call yeah Ireland's call like you know so and I wouldn't even know that either <laughs> Them, you know, in the same like I, I'm Irish and I don't even know you. Ask me again. Here, no, I don't know Irish, no, nothing about that, like, you know. How well do you know your anthem, Irish anthem? I don't know it at all. No? No. I literally don't know one word. I know, I do know, I know what it sounds like, but I don't know the words. <laughs> I know the start and I know the ending. What, what does it start like? What's... <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Does it disappoint you that yourself that you don't know the full full lot? Yeah, but I'm not great at Irish, so that's probably <laughs> problem as well. So would you prefer something like Ireland's Call? No, I like the Irish version, I just don't know the words. 
And I'm sure this is. Yeah, we may get the book alert. Well, there you go, birthday present for each <laughs> No, you get about three lines in before you start to mumble. <laughs> Just the first few lines is it Sheena Fina Fall, Toffee Allegarin, Weendar Slew, and then I start to go. And then shove Connie around the field. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Are you disappointed that you, you don't know the full thing, or is, or is it a song that we, sh- we shouldn't be singing anymore? Because it, it is a, a, war song, a soldier's war song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, there's an element of national pride in it. Um, would like to have it, but I'd be more disappointed that I don't know Irish in general than specifically the yeah. anthem. You know? I'd be able to sing along with other people. <laughs> if you put me on the spot now, I'd probably mess it up. <laughs> and I think you're one of the minority. There's very few that would, would know the entire thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Sure, we learned it in school, didn't we? But I, I think it's just a generational thing that kind of younger people now don't seem to be taught it in school, or they may have been taught it in school and they're they've kind of forgotten. Forgotten. Yeah, maybe they just need to go to more sporting events, have a few sing-alongs, <laughs> bring it back at the end of the nightclub. <laughs> but as you were saying, like sporting events, you mm-hmm. see a lot of the footballers and rugby players just mouthing it. I don't know, though. I'd be a bit afraid to sing it out loud if the camera was right in my face, would you? <laughs> would you sing it in front of a microphone when there's no camera? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I would have forgotten it all. We were taught in school, I'm sure, but I'm dyslexic, so I've never been able to remember it anyhow. <laughs> OK. I would sing the National Anthem in Crow Park, and I'm, but the words are up on the screen. <laughs> but you'd know the start of it, wouldn't you, or the, or the chorus? Yeah, no, don't ask me to sing, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she a good singer. <laughs> Would you know the uh, the full national anthem if you if, if you were put in the spot? Uh, no. I would know, but I wouldn't say no to you. But I do know <laughs> it, but I'm not singing it. <laughs> Here, I, I might sing it if I was in a bath in my own, but not out <laughs> in a public area. I'd know the start of it, and then I'd come in in the middle when I know a bit of that. And, uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't know it word for word from start to end. Yeah, it's a bit you'd, you'd be ashamed to see it. Well, no, I think there's a lot of people that actually don't know as much as you, you know yourself. Right, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think they're being taught anymore. Yeah, yeah, well, we were taught the old Irish, I suppose. The GA heads would know it, alright, because they're going to matches. And, uh, and, uh, well, I don't know, I do watch them, and some of them sing it, and some don't. Yeah, they're kind of mouthing it. It's yeah. like yeah. shove Connie around the field or follow Shawnee yeah. around the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. And we have to be honest. And so it's a start and the end that you both know, is it? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. we'd be able to come in there now. Yeah. <laughs> Could you give us a few bars of it? Oh, oh no, Jesus. no. Uh, my voice now will be a bit... I'd Shane and Fina for all that tough and you're like Aaron, all right, but it starts going downhill from there. And then <laughs> we and our slew, you come in then at that bit. And then yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, I, I wouldn't know it. But I love it, watching it before yeah. a hurling match particularly. Yeah. I really do, you know. It kind of gives you a heart and uplift. Cork's Red FM. Can we just let it off? The girls did nothing wrong. I'd be confident in saying that when you played Celtic Symphony on air, 95% of people listening were singing it in their cars. Uh, Declan Rice made reference to the Ra on his Twitter account when he played for Ireland. He wasn't made to apologise for it. Why? Because they were desperate to get him to declare for England at the time. Uh, be careful, the wolf tones of people recruiting young people at their concerts. Dangerous. Don't start bringing politics into this, please. Amazing that they weren't talking 
talking about all the innocent people the IRA killed, who in their right mind would support them, says a Wilton listener. And then for balance, you should be playing the famine is over and see what Irish Catholics think about that. After all, history belongs to both sides, says Paul and Ballyvalani. He's making a point there regarding another text who says every week at Ibrox, that's the Rangers home stadium uh, in uh, Glasgow, they sing the famine song up to their knees in Fenian blood. And simply the best glorifies the UDA. They're never asked to apologise for any of that. And one final one for to our phone lines. If a Ukrainian soldier, because people were referencing international war a while ago, if a Ukrainian soldier shoots a Russian soldier or blows up a Russian tank in Ukraine after Russia invaded their land, is he a terrorist? No. Terrorists are people who invade other people's countries, cause havoc on people and their families in a place that they have no business in in the first place. And people actually call the ones who stand up and fight for their own people and their own lands terrorists. People need to wake up and realize there are still real men and women out there that stand up for their own people and their own land. And of course, that should be celebrated and remembered. Your man on Sky asking if we needed to be educated. How dare he? Text 0868-104-106. I know John is on a line, lads, but it's not line one. Do you want to give me the... Yeah, okay. Five. Thank you. Appreciate that. John, good morning. Can you hear me? Not five. Okay. Ray's on five. Ray, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Thanks for holding. Who's the bright spark in the FAI who wheeled out the players to apologise? I don't know who that is, but I'm, I'm thinking that somebody decided we better wheel some people out here, the manager and the captain, to apologise, right? Yes, Lee, but my point here is that within the FAI, and I know, like it is my opinion, Lee, that the FAI, they, react, they reacted or rather responded to the situation, you know? Because um, when they sit down the next few days and, and they think what happened, I mean, they brought external pressure back on to young sportswomen who did a country proud. And this is, how, this is my opinion, the way they were treated. So tell um, me how they should have handled it, rather than me putting words in your mouth. Well, I suppose what they should have done, rather getting the, some the team manager or the captain or whoever to speak, surely the FBI within the organisation could have brought, brought forward Neil, a spokesperson and then make the point... Then like in, back in the it. day, it would have been a John Delaney type, is it? Well... <laughs> It's not like the FAA need to, to have blunder with some blunder, but that's how they run their organisation with their own business. But what I'm saying, surely within the FAA, there's a press corps, uh, public relations, etc., advisors. Yeah. And but wouldn't it be fair to say that those that are advising them from a PR point of view would have said, you need to get somebody out in front of this and own it and apologise? It's what I, I understand. It's wanting order it. But my point is, Neil, is that on a week of uh, celebra- kind of uh, acknowledging mental health, whatever, the FAA and what they have done after the event is that they brought external pressure back within to the team and especially to young players. It'd be more in the line you go forward that to say, this is how we can deal with this. And what I'm saying is that for psychological pressure on young people and young sports people, that they should now bring in a wraparound system going forward to help them with psychology, whatever, because undoubtedly there's a lot of people a lot of young women, sportswomen, within that team who are upset over what happened. And what did the FAI do? Rather than then we cortate it, they brought external pressure by putting young sports people in front they of did. They TV did. cameras and they reporters. Did. They did. And also what's and been lost about yeah, been lost yeah. in this as well as well was the beautiful act of kindness and compassion when they scored the goal and kissed their Ab- black ar- black armbands. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. But and for I, the tragedy I, I, I in Donegal. 
Yes, and when we take the puzzle size and all this is that when the team go forward, they have now literally lit a spark within the nation because everyone, be it man, woman and child who, who don't the sport, will stand behind the team going forward when they go to Australia because God knows we, we all need something to celebrate in this country after what we're coming through, whatever. But no, again, the FAA wants a great opportunity missed. What do they do? But pressure on hence we're talking about it now. Okay. It'd be, be more in the line to say that's going forward. This is how we look after these people because they have a duty of caring to the team and to the young sports women on that team. Yeah. Because those young people are representing represent the country and they come from all different countries. We have four on the panel from Cork. You don't ask, you don't ask, we have, yeah, you don't ask a young soccer player, male or female, on a national news channel, uh, their opinions on whether or not countries and their people need to be educated and re-educated about war and the division of the six countries. Those those people who who don the green jersey should uh, should be apolitical. And what happened, no, the FI hid behind their own players. Now, this is my opinion now. They hid behind their own players. If I was on that team, I would would sit down with a meeting within all the, the team and the PR people. So that's when we go to Australia and New Zealand next year, say for press uh, conference, whatever, like, are you ever going to come and back us and help us? Because what you did back in Ireland, you threw us under the car, which they did. Good point. Well made. Can you just tell me this? You know, the 32 counties of Ireland, we don't play as one soccer team. See, doesn't that even speak volumes? I know we, I know we do, I know we do in rugby, but even, even the point that we have to have two different national soccer squads says an awful lot doesn't it you're, you're right but there's a, there's a great documentary in that Neil, a history and a chronicle the history of the of trying to support, uh, bring um, a national team together but obviously the two different organisations within the north and the south have their own politics and that's basically what, what, it's, all, what, it's, all, what it's all about you know? yeah I know what you're saying all right. ok thanks Ray Jason good morning thank you Ray Jason go ahead good you watched um, no, it live just, you, what you watched live was the Sky I watched Sport? it live yesterday morning and I was, my jaw dropped really like for an Englishman to be asking uh, uh, Irish woman a question like that on history on history on Irish history and then uh, what annoyed me was she was saying oh I'm sorry that we have to be talking about this well that was their option to bring it up in the first place he could easily led with oh what a great win he had last night well done for a qualification well I think he probably would be Okay, bringing it up, but it's the manner of the question. Yeah, he could have asked. Yeah, he could have asked that, her, he, How do you no feel about the reaction? What's the reaction of the team players? How are you feeling about it? Um, but you know, no he could even say, "Would you do it any differently if you had your time over?" You know that kind of way. I know, but like numerous times, you said, "Oh, I'm sorry, but we have to talk about this." They didn't have to talk about this, as you said. Ask for ask for a reaction about it, and that was it. But he kept bringing it up. Didn't brought on the manager when she was. She's not even Irish. God only knows, no. so she must feel in the middle of all and, of this. And she's just on, on, on your man's point there, to what he was saying, that's what the FAI, so who does the FAI have a sponsorship deal with? Sky. Sky. I so just read the there this morning that that sponsorship, dip, that sponsorship deal is safe, apparently. Of course it is, because they bowed out, they bowed out to Sky. Oh, yeah, look, get on there and respond to this there for us, or a bit of news for us. Another good news as well. In other good news this morning, it's being reported that the players, the girls themselves, all of them could make hundreds of thousands in sponsorship deals themselves from major brands, not just sport, not just your Nikes and your Adidas and stuff, but all sorts of different brands. That's that's probably down to public pressure of why, like, like, 
they should, of course, be glorified. No, I, I'm quite sure so. that there'd be a lot of companies would want members of the Irish women's soccer team driving their cars, for instance, wearing yeah, exactly, their yeah. clothing, wearing their watches, drinking their drinks. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I understand that. And like, even there, that Noel fella who came on and lived with, oh, I'm Cork and I'm born and bred, but I live in England there for the last 20 years. I'm Cork, I'm born and bred, but I live in Ireland. I, I'm not coming on to say they should be thrown out of the tournament. I'm not going to say any of that. But yes, we have a fellow over in England who comes on and practically just destroys his own country, but yet led with that he was born and bred in Ireland, that we should forget our past. But you call, I mean, he's entitled, to, he's entitled to say that. I mean, he did live there, well, he, he did work there, he, he never got any grief play. there, and, uh, and they were very so, good to So he's brainwashed with the English side of things because they're not taught nothing of what happened over here. But yet the lead that he's a cop, man. What, what other cop person is going to command this radio station now and say the same thing that he just said? I don't think there would be many. Well, to the extent that he said that they, she, the, Irish English, the Irish women's soccer team should be thrown out of the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't think anybody would say that. I mean, right. maybe if they, if, they do, if they do think it, they might get in touch with me, but I'd say they'd be few and far between. So, like, I just can't understand, like, from something that was great for our country has turned into... A media circus. That's exactly how I feel. That the the opportunity to celebrate and um, and be happy. There's, not, there's for not much things at the moment to celebrate in this country. So our, our women making history and getting into the World Cup and the following they're going to have done in Australia as well. Yeah, massive. Thanks for that. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Ray. Uh, Chris says, I condemn and slam the Irish media for their disgraceful treatment of the Irish international women's team following their historic victory against Scotland last night. This is um, uh, uh, an online tweet from from yesterday. Uh, It will see them going to the World Cup for the first time ever. After the match, the girls sang an Irish folk song in celebration. And of course, our anti-Irish media have created a negative sentiment to this and forced the manager and the team to apologise. This woke mentality of being offended by everything and understanding nothing is ridiculous as the British can sing rule Britannia and other colonialist national colonialist chants and verses we are ridiculed and made feel sorry and bad for singing songs about our history and our heritage for goodness sake the song is sang in every pub in Ireland and many in the United States every week our girls have nothing to apologise for way to go to our disgusting media who as per usual suck up to everything and everyone else whilst downplaying our own achievements our ladies made history congratulations do not be sorry um, and I suppose I could add to that by saying do not be afraid that the people are behind you uh, line two is Martin Martin good morning yeah, good morning how are you the, is it the privacy of a dressing room you're talking about among other things yeah well I said that initially but I know that they went public but I know that some of the girls posted it online because they saw in fairness to them they saw no harm in it they saw no harm in it you know it was a celebration in the heat is of somebody the trying to suggest that they did it maliciously come on give me a break will you not at all and you know they, they to- as, as you and previous callers said they totally deflated that, those girls victory you know, this, is a, this is a huge honour and a huge achievement for for um, Irish girls in football and it's never been done before you know and I, I think this guy really collared this girl and really put her on the spot you know and I think it's bullying and sensationalism from the likes of Sky it's typical of their rhetoric you know yeah, well again I mean, the point is to be made would he have said it to um, Roy Keane for instance would he, would, would, he said would, it to, he, would he have said it to Mick McCarthy? He'd have got short change out of it. Would he heck is like, you can, you can bet your bottom dollar on it. And, I, and as for history lessons, I mean, do they forget? Since 1169, for 800 years, they tried to occupy us here. Anglo-Norman invasion, 
And I mean, going back to the 15th century, or 16th century, the Henry VIII, yeah, they came and said the king of Ireland. They made the, us the people kingdom. screaming at the radio now saying, they're hundreds of years ago, we need to live and let live and move on. We do need to live and let live and move on to an extent. But Neil, you know, history is a part of us. It's a part of our culture and our heritage. We can never forget it. And we have to learn from it. And, you know, as one of your previous calls that if it wasn't for the IRA, we'd be speaking English. We'd be speaking English, but we'd be an English nation and an English state now under British rule. You know, or here. Yeah, you know, I know, but then I could could rebuttal that and say if it wasn't for the English or the Allies, we'd be speaking German. Well, we could, but that was on a world scale and on a much grander scale. But, you know, we're talking about what went on between Britain and Ireland, you know. I mean, you have to look back and think, you know, above a nominal value, you couldn't own land, you couldn't get a higher education, you you couldn't have a profession. And, you know, the language was forced upon us. And, I mean, it was mass genocide. They forced four to five million of our people out of the country in the 1840s. And as one of your previous callers said, Neil, you know... It's human nature. You're going to expect retaliation. What are we going to do? Are we going to lie down in the road and take it and say, okay, that's fine. We let them take us over. We're a much smaller nation than many of those that couldn't overcome the British. And, you know, we should be proud of it. Mm. And we should stand up and we should be allowed to sing about it. Mm. Mm. And, you know, I'm a nationalist. My family are nationalists. My grandparents were old IRA and they had the volley over the coffin. My grand was coming on. And I'm proud to say I'm a nationalist. I'm proud to say I'm a campaign supporter. And I'm not ashamed of it. And I shouldn't be anything. No, you shouldn't. And you should. And you probably are also aware that um, the fight for Irish freedom which led to the uh, War of Independence and then ultimately led to the Civil War, but say the fight for Irish freedom that led to a 26 county republic, that was very much the start of the end of lots of empires that the British had around the world. And even even Mahatma Gandhi even Mahatma Gandhi said in India that he watched closely the Irish struggle for freedom and yeah. I'm not saying that he mirrored a lot of it because he was he got it through peaceful means, as he said in the end, but that he was in awe and had utter utter respect for what Ireland did. And it yeah. led also, he said, in some way in helping Indian independence from from the British yoke, if you like, or from British control. Yeah, we were pivotal in that news. I want you must remember a huge factor in this and a huge part of it was the freedom fighters and what people okay, it was tarnished in later years and I don't agree with everything the IRA have done, okay? But you must, you must surely see and you must agree that in the early days, if they didn't fight for our freedom, we wouldn't have the country we have today. And other nations were, were encouraged and were led by us. They were. Che Guevara said it. Uh, Fidel Castro said it, incidentally. Yeah, as I well. mean, their tactics were taken all over the world and they were duplicated. Afghan rebels had their tactics for war. Okay, I don't... No, 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 I'm not, I'm not talking, about, I'm not talking about the provisional IRA. When I reference to the Che Guevara's or the Fidel Castro's or the Mohammed Gandhi, I'm talking about the old IRA. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, and that's that's the one I agree. Which, with which the would most. be a, which would be a purer, which, which would be a purer, a few purer description of war. Exactly. Yeah, war, war in its essence. And to be honest, as I said already, you know, if it wasn't for these people, we wouldn't be where we are today. Good points. Well made. Thank you for it. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Just one ahead of the ad break. Larry, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How What's being blown out of proportion? Do you mind me asking? I think I think the the whole story of the Irish um, girls international team is absolutely lost. I, I'm ultimately and ruled by I, and their achievement. Oh, I see what you mean. You know? I, I thought you think that the coverage is because I was all I was going to say is that <laughs> I'm only going with the calls and the texts that I'm getting. So sorry about that. Go oh, I, I know that, but no. But what I'm saying is like. I know uh, the cock girls that are on the team, and I've I've seen them playing down through the years. 
and I've seen the effort and the commitment that they have given since they were six, seven, eight years of age out playing in the fields of Cork. And a lot of times out training on their own, you know. They didn't, they didn't, they had no, they they had no girl teams the at that age, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, they didn't lick it up you know? off the road, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this, this is, this is over, you know, the last 15, 20 years that they've honed their uh, talents and got to the stage. And, and can I, I just ask you, without lost. sounding patronising or anything like a stupid man, they play beautiful football. They, they, they play to their strengths. No, I mean, they do. My dad watches the Irish they soccer do. team all of the time. And I said to him last night, yeah. did you not watch the women's game? He said, it was the most beautiful football I have seen in it, years. And you know something? It's, it's, um, it's an honest game. There's no histrionics. No There's no play acting, no histrionics, no fake falling in any of this. They don't do any of No, n- nothing like that. It's, it's real effort and heart and soul that they put into yeah. it. Yeah, and Kevin was saying and to me this the morning... has been done through the years. You, you say 15 years. Kevin was saying, five years ago, he said to me, they were changing in, out of the, in and out of their tracksuits in Dublin Airport <coughs> and the toilets, and they were handing the tracksuits track back to the FAI after the games. That's five years ago. That's five years ago, and these girls are the very ones that have changed that, and I think that should be, you know, uh, honoured as well, in a sense, because I can go back to the 80s, when uh, my wife was playing league of, or uh, international football, and what did you really? had to pay? Yeah, for the Irish yeah, national team. Pay, yeah, and they had to pay for their own trains to Dublin uh, for training every week that they had to go up, and then pay for their accommodation. And at the end of the day, when they played a match, they had to give back the gear that they were wearing so that it could be used the following game as well. How do they feel about that? I mean, what the hell am I saying? They, they, they didn't think anything of it. it. Yeah, they didn't think any, anything of it, Neil, because they were representing their country. That's basically what they were doing, and they, they loved representing their country. There's another few girls from Cork at the same time that were on the international panel and played, and they all travelled and they paid what they had to pay, and... You know, but how then, how then did it improve? Because you can bring in the Camogie players into this. I spoke to Cork Camogie players in the past, Cork fo- ladies footballers in the past, um, who also were doing similar things. You know, they had to take it in turns to wash everybody else's jerseys and kit and That's what right. have you. They were yeah. getting no yeah. petrol, no expenses, nothing. Whereas the hurlers were, and the footballers were, and the Cork squad. How did it get better? Yeah. They, they must have. They must have started saying. We're not taking this anymore. They had to. They had to hassle RTE for more television coverage. TG Cahar picked up on the games. I know that. So, but there must have been some motivation to improve it. Well, I I think myself like, and as you said, that's only in the last five years, uh, Neil. Like those things that you just said, they only happened in the last five years. So, uh, like the times I'm talking about, uh, no, no one took any notice of you know what they were paying or what. Yeah, like. Uh, and the effort and the times they put into their game, you know what I mean, to represent the country. And I think um, that guy, I think it was Noel that was on earlier on asking them to be uh, thrown out of the competition. Yeah. I think that, you know, he wanted to go and have a look at himself before he, he mentioned anything like that again because I, I've seen this. I know what they've been through and I, you know, I have the greatest respect for them. Unbelievable. It's a pleasure talking to you. I'm so delighted you called in. Thank you, Larry. Regards and give our best wishes to your wife as well, yeah?
I will, of course. Thank All you. All the best. Take care. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818-104-106. Interesting. Would like to hear what Sky Sports would ever say about the songs from the stands in Ibrox, but don't hold your breath. Um, it's an interesting one about the teacher who's seen the English curriculum um, failing to mention, mention many of the other aspects of history. If it was the Ukrainian women's team singing pro-Russian songs, would we all be up in arms? i got to stop and think about that, actually. I might think about it when I get off the air. It's no wonder we cannot move on as an independent country if you keep holding on to grudges like this. You can't be offended by the songs they sing. Start showing you are bigger than them. First, we were ruled by the British, then the Catholic Church, now the EU. We'll never be strong enough to hold ourselves to account. You know, to some extent, I think that a lot of how we feel about things, you know, are the songs that we might sing. We have actually no control over ourselves because all of this is part of our DNA and deeply built into our very being, biological and um, uh, psychological is the struggles and the pain and the hardship of our forebearers, our forefathers and mothers. Those like we are here because of somebody who gave birth to somebody in the 1800s and then so on and so forth down to us. And we carry a lot of their their life stamp, if you like, the very being of who they are. And we don't have a control over how we feel because of that. It's instinctively within us and has been handed on like other traits. In fact, unfortunately, to some extent, when you hear of, um, you know, something that could be hereditary, you think straight away that it's an illness or a disease or something that you're going to get because your forefathers got. It's not unlike that as to how we think a lot of the time, too. It is hereditary. It is part of, of who we are. But I promised Arlene I wouldn't hog the morning and I hope I haven't. And good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Good. Um, you wanted to pick up on another caller from earlier on. F- forgive me, well, there's, been, there's want- been so many, but what was the topic? What part? Yeah, I wanted to pick up on Noel. I agree with him 100% only for not um, slating the girls. I don't think it was their fault. I think the, uh, there were... Wasn't so that Noel that said they should... Was it Noel said they should be kicked out? Was it Noel said? I I mean, I agreed. That was earlier on now, and I agreed with everything he said, except what, did he say they should be kicked out? Well, what yeah, what part do you agree with that we should for, we should forget the past? Well, everything. I mean, them girls, they were so elated at winning the uh, winning to get through to the World Cup, and fair play to them, brilliant. I'm delighted for them. Yeah, and I have nothing against the girls. But we but only got two hours of that yesterday morning. From about well, when I say two hours, news media started at seven in the morning on about the celebration. By ten a.m. Yeah, because I watched it. I have it on screens in front of me. Within three hours yesterday morning, the whole thing had been flipped on its head, and they were being attacked. And there was tut tuts and oh, it's a shame, and they have to apologise. We had three I hours know, of celebration. I know, but I think the girls can't help it. It's what spread into the kids growing up. I just give you one instance. Okay. I lived in England for a long time, and the English welcomed the Irish with open arms. I trained over there. The patients couldn't speak highly about the Irish nurses. They said they were the most hard-working girls and blah, blah, blah. They loved us, right? Yeah. yeah. We moved back here about 20-odd years ago. My daughter was 11. She was taunted every day uh, from mostly young lads, not the girls now, young lads saying, oh, go back to England, you and your English accent. Right. You know, she used to get so upset over that. And I don't blame the kids either. It's 
going down through the generations, they will not let it go. And I think it's terrible to be bringing up your your families through the generations. This has gone on for how long? Mm, mm, and, mm. you know, it, it, it's just history repeating itself. You see, when you hear time. a real-life story like yours and the treatment of your daughter, of course, it's upsetting yeah. and it's shocking for her and... It's probably, but you it's, see, it's the, it's the, you can't blame the kids and you can't blame them young girls. I think that was only sung in the heat of the moment. They were so elated and it just came out of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. really, I'm not, I'm not slating the girls at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of them that yeah. they, you know, got that far. But um, <clears throat> that's, that's all I have to say. Everything that Noel was saying, that's what prompted me to ring. Well, I didn't want to come in there, but he... Did your daughter talk to you about the... Thank you for coming on. Did your daughter talk to you about the abuse, the name calling? Oh, yeah. She used to get very upset. Sure, that's how I knew it. And I thought, you know, you're coming here at an 11-year-old... Impressionable age. With that crap. Yeah. Did you, you and, and, I mean? and how did you react to it? I mean, how, how could you help or did you feel helpless? I just said, don't take any notice of them. I said, some people have got a thing against the English. And you know another thing, Neil, all these hypocrites that are coming on, I bet you they're going into all the English shops. How many Irish people are in, employed by the English um, English companies but the, here? But, no, but that's... That's fine, and, and 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 that's very healthy. Yeah, that's commerce. Say, but when oh, I'm when not going to work for them because no, but, they're an English company. But this actually it's isn't. But, but this isn't actually about that. Everybody was happy, and just not a problem until somebody said to us, "Oh no, you can't be doing that. You must apologise for it." You know, we have to always feel as if we're kind of apologetic, and that we have to sanitise our past. And and some people, when you poke the bear, they'll say, "No, I, I won't do that." I won't apologize for the past. I'm, well, I'm happy. I'm happy to get along. With, I'm happy to get along with you and everybody else. But I'm not going to forget either. Yeah. Well, nobody's asking them to forget. But don't keep harping on about it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's it's bad blood the whole time about English and Irish and. You you just get fed up of listening to it. It's interesting you stuck. It's interesting you Noel, stuck it out Noel with. Noel worked in England as well, right? What? I worked in England. Noel worked in England, he didn't did. he? Yeah, he did. I worked in England, and I can see there's no bias between England and the Irish people. They love the Irish. And so nor, like, nor, nor do I have any problem with any people from any know? other country. Nor do other Irish people, I think, have any problem. Well, that's, and, that's all but, I wanted to say. Um, and OK, just finally before you go, you never contemplated going back when you witnessed the abuse your daughter was getting, no? Well, circumstances changed and we didn't go back. Okay. But I have two sisters living over there. I mean, I spend a lot of time still over no, there. No, but my, my point is you, you stuck it out. We stuck it out, yeah. Okay. And I mean, she made she, she made some lovely friends here. Delighted. Okay, thanks for that. Thanks, Anne. Appreciate it. Paul, last word to you this morning. Can I also say just ahead of that, thank you, Larry. Larry sent me in a photograph of his wife's, wife's Irish cap. And Chrissy Buckley played for the Republic of Ireland from 1981 to 1988. And her cap for Ireland for all of those years is mounted, I imagine, on the sitting room wall. I have a photograph of it here. Thank you, Larry. Go ahead, Paul. How are you doing? Um, I bit nervous now, but... Don't be, you're just I chatting. Wanted Go to ahead. Make, yeah. I wanted to make two points. Yeah. One was the girls themselves. They were singing the chorus of a song. 
a chorus which can be learned in a couple of seconds. It's, they were chanting. They had no idea in their brain at that particular time that they were singing one of these Irish rebel type songs yeah. as opposed by everybody else. They were singing a tune, no more about it. I was at the World Championships over the weekend. It was held in, in Killarney. It was the kickboxing championships. Very few people even knew that we had an Irish team there. Oh, not again. We need to get this sorted, guys, because it's a total and utter head wreck. Uh, people are good enough to call in. We need to be able to give them the opportunity to speak. So maybe we can get that looked into once and for all because it's a total head wreck. Um, maybe you'll come back. Maybe you won't. Actually, we'll pick it up in the morning. If not, that and lots more business. But talking about singing, you have the most incredible opportunity tomorrow night, should you choose to avail of it, as part of the East Cork Early Music Festival. Cork's favourite chamber choir, Madrigal 75, will be raising their voices in joyous song for a performance of Handel's Messiah. And that is an incredible thing to behold, a performance of Handel's Messiah. They'll be joined by the Cork Baroque players, as well as some incredibly talented soloists. And of course, it will culminate, I suppose, in the infamous Hallelujah, Hallelujah Chorus. And it's a performance that's there for you should you choose to go. It's happening tomorrow night at the MTU Cork School of Music on Union Quay at half past seven. You will come out elated from a performance like this, believe me, for the hairs will be standing on the back of your neck. And tickets are available from East Cork Early www.eastcorkearlymusic.ie for Handel's Messiah tomorrow night, half seven at the School of Music on Union Quay should you choose to avail of it and if you're free you should avail of it I've got about 40 seconds and my sincerest apologies if I rush Paul I can come back tomorrow sorry Paul I don't have long so go ahead you were telling me you were at the World Kickboxing Championship yeah and while we would have been the last team to go in so we had the USA Canada Honduras Mexico Germany Scotland Northern Ireland the English and loads of others and the chanting going through up the hallway before you entered into the hall was unbelievable. Roaring shouting, you know, competitions against each other as to who could shout the loudest. We looked at each other and we kind of said, Jesus, we better not sing anything. And, you know, we better keep it quiet just for fear to take in the wrong way. Now, that would have been the older age groups. The rest of the kids would be, they were joining in. They, what they, songs they, were they, they singing, them. though? Uh, listen, listen, you have no idea. I think the Scottish were the loudest. Because um, this was in no, Killarney. They were, they so were, they? Yeah, this was like, they were the loudest. And they were brilliant. And you couldn't say anything else about it. Yeah, there was a few political things said. That, but like, we took no notice. But as the Irish then were coming in themselves, we were led in by six bagpipe players, drums, the whole last they played us in. And it was the proudest moment of our lives. You know, and they went up onto the stage and they took a background as the rest of the, the Irish group came through. Once the Irish group came through, the, the band on the stage moved forward into the centre and they started off the tournament with all on of week. Okay, they okay. played up with the pipes and the whole lot. Okay. It was the talk and still is the talk up there because the, 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 the championships are not over. They're over tonight. Okay. And there will be, obviously, uh, an end ceremony. But were, any, okay, but were any of the songs that were being sung by the other countries deemed in any way to be offensive? 
Uh, I would think so between the English and the Scottish, yes. But so who is anybody to tell us what we should or should not do when they do well, it themselves? exactly this. I mean, look, the kids that were there with us, they enjoyed it. Yeah. Everybody worked. They were enjoying themselves. It yeah. was, and this is it. It's not taken out of context. We were old enough and, and ugly enough and stupid enough to say, like, they're just singing. They're enjoying themselves. Limited. And so were the Irish soccer girls, actually. It's a catchy song. It's a catchy song. It's a lovely little verse. I sang that, I'm sure, a couple of times shortly after a couple of points inside some, yeah. uh, you know, wedding or whatever. Perfect. You know, yeah. uh, we, we've all done it. Okay. But we've never associated it with anything other than the tune. Itself. All right. Just, just finally, before I leave you, I'm not so sure it's the best thing for an Irish squad to be marched in and paraded in to bagpipes, considering that bagpipes are not our national instrument. Well, it's it's Illin pipes are. <laughs> well, I don't look. Oh, I call them bad pipes. So I call them bad. But they were bad pipes. But I had a conversation. No, I, I get upset them. about I, that. I'm offended. <laughs> no, but I give you the crack of it. Then it was the following day. We were outside. I'm out for a smoke, and there's a couple of scholars outside, and there's another man there, my own age, and we nodded to each other and we started talking. I said, "Yes, he made some songs in there last night." Yeah, he said, "We did." See, Jesus, I was getting worried. And I said. Well, I said, geez, you lost out badly, lads. So he said, <laughs> we had the last laugh with the bagpipes and, and the drums. And he agreed. He agreed. All he right. said, geez, he did. He said, you were very quiet. We are going in. Yeah. I said, well, we, we left you to what you wanted to do. But I said, we did have the last laugh. Did you win? Uh, uh, well, no, this would be a load of groups. All right, like okay. Children, okay. children up to middle ages. Yeah, a couple of medals guys, you know, the Irish look, we've done ourselves proud. Nice we're, one, we're nice one, nice happy. one. Well done. Thanks, Paul. I'm out of time. Uh, lines stay open. You can text 0868104106. Pick up the phone, 0818104106. And if you have an opinion you want to get down on paper, as the fellow says, email neil at redfm.ie. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.